1: This is your host, Tia.
2: This is your host, Tia. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Top 10. Why? Eek 5 Nation. Eek Vibes Nation. 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 The Top 10. The Top 10. The Top 10. Start recording. Obviously. Alrighty there, hello, 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 good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you decide to listen to this top 10, hopefully you're just listening to the top 10, and this is the top 10 by Geek Vibes Nation, I'm your host Tia, I have with me of course my amazing co-host Brittany, how are you
3: doing today Brittany? I'm doing great, um normally you know how we always start out with the cats i guess the cat's love was a little overpowering this time <laughs> i was the one running from the cats this time
2: you were the run run one running from the cats this time yeah the cats can be certainly um a little too much sometimes i feel like they want to show how much they love you but it's like it's a bit too much it's a bit too much but yeah. um I'm happy that we are here today doing this podcast. Um, Brittany and I were talking about how American Gods Season 3 just premiered. um, Well, we're recording this on Sunday, so it's premiering today, but by the time it comes out, it'll have been out for a few days. But, um, yeah, so I have that playing in the background, and it's like, That's such a great thing, right? Like, we love this show, and I think that the episodes I was able to see before the premiere are great, right? But the top ten that we're doing this morning is not so great because the top ten that we're doing is the top ten worst movie sequels. Um, Sometimes a movie does not warrant a sequel. I felt like there was a lot of options here, Brittany. Did you?
3: Yeah, I definitely did. Like, I was sitting there, and even when I got, like, stumped, because sometimes when you try to, like, Google, and you're like, I don't know these movies, and I remember I looked at Aaron and I said, uh, what's a bad sequel? And he started naming off a few. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I, I'm i being too, like, stuck in one, like, facet, and then suddenly it was like my brain opened, and I was like, oh, no. I, I forgot about all of these
2: That happened to me yesterday. I decided to look, and, of course, all these websites had their different um, articles and different lists, and I swear I haven't watched, like, any of the ones that they were at least pointing out, and I sat there and said, well, that's why, because I already knew that they were going to be crap. (laughs)
3: Like, there's something that I sat there, and I was like, did you expect any different, you know, like uh, some of them, which is not on my list. I hope it's not on your list. Like some of the, uh, the parody type movies where they're like, all the other ones were awful. And I was like, I thought the point of them was to be awful. Well, I mean, it's like, so
2: I don't know if this is on your list or anything, but I don't think it warranted a sequel or maybe it did do a sequel. And I don't know about, but just an example, right? Like, Not another teen movie is obviously supposed to be a parody, and it's, like, great as is. But I feel like if you did a sequel to that, then it's, like, it loses that spark because the whole point of the movie is supposed to be parodying the fact that there's a million fucking teen movies out there. So by you giving it a sequel, you're kind of, like, taking away from the whole point of it.
3: I can see it was like a movie like that because there is like just a set amount of tropes with that, but I think the reason why I liked like the scary movie ones was it's because they focused on like a different facet of like silly horror shit like you know like oh, one was scream, one was like jigsaw, one was like uh poltergeist, I think
2: they did um all of those sort of paranormal activity sort of things eventually paranormal- they Thank you. Yeah, I liked the first two scary movies, but then I thought they got really dumb. And I know that's such a, like, it's not an eloquent.
3: Huh? I I haven't seen the most recent ones, but I'm saying those actors are being fed off of that series. (laughs) Like, the ones that they have million
2: times. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, and I haven't seen the recent ones really either, but, like... I saw the first two, and then I think I saw the third. And I want to say I even saw the fourth. And I just said that it got, like, really silly after a while. But that's
3: just my opinion here. they are just, like, my guilty pleasure movies. And also... Uh, <laughs> I don't take that away from you. <laughs> i Like, before we continue on, uh, there's a, this game called Phasmophobia, right? And it's where you play as a ghost hunter. And uh-huh. you play with four people. And you go into these homes and try to identify what the ghost is. But the thing is, is that it can always hear you, even when, like, you don't have your mic, like, say, like, pressing a button to talk to your other people, it constantly hears you. And if you, and it has, like, vocal cues, like, so if you say, like, the ghost's name, it'll start getting really mad or hunch you or, you know, look at you and stuff. And we played with a new guy, and I felt so bad because I felt like I was, like, channeling my goofy, scary movie. But I ended up having a voice changer mod that made me sound like Jigsaw. (laughs) And at some point, the dude that was new to it and hadn't played, I said, I was like, get out of here, like, in Jigsaw. Mm -hmm. And he goes, you know what? You don't have to tell me again. I'm out of here. And he, like, actually left. Oh,
2: my God. I was thinking about you this morning because we watched this program from Vice about um, the original Game Boy system and just how it was essentially came to be and its cultural sort of um, impact and all that. I just thought it was, like, really cool. And I sit there and I think to myself, like, if I – like, I feel like I would have been a gamer with games back then because – I was a gamer when I was a teenager, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had the Game Boys, I loved my Nintendos, I loved, loved, love the PS2, I spent way too many hours playing video games, so it's like, it's not like I never was a gamer, it's like, if Twitch and shit existed back then, I'd be, like, on my shit, <laughs>
3: like the kind of streamer you would be and kind of like your facet would probably be like retro games because that yeah. is kind of the detail because yeah great games are great right now because oh you get these really in-depth stories or the graphics or you know they put into this or that but the nice thing about retro games is that they had a great story because they had they didn't have much to work with so they almost had to tell like a really good story without a lot but also Everything was a little more simplified, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, it's like it was very straightforward on what you could do. There wasn't, like, all the bells and whistles. Like, you could just play the game. Because now, like, especially with streaming, if the world is too big, like, say, Skyrim's great to play just by yourself. But, like, when I'm playing, like, say, like, streaming, I'm like, oh, my God, there's too much. There's too much, like, like, noise, like, I need something that's kind of, like, goes in a straight path, and I think that's probably the reason you like more of those kind of games anyways.
2: I think so, too, and I think there was just kind of, like, the spark of it, um, maybe because they not necessarily were new by the time I was a teenager, but in its, like, creative stage. Um, I mean this is going to be like a hot take but does anyone really enjoy gaming anymore like or is it just something that people like do because it's something being like fed to them I, I know that's like an extremely hot take and all that and I even saying that's like yes I, I know what'd you say that a nuclear take a uh, nuclear t- no I obviously know people enjoy gaming my point is like I think that people get too too used to good graphics and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm just saying that to me, from my like outside perspective, I'm like
3: gaming was just like cooler back then. Sorry. <laughs> like like with Tech Boy and stuff. Like as you know, as we're talking about American Gods <laughs> and all that good stuff, it's like uh, it's almost like I think I think people still enjoy gaming. As much as always, but the thing is, is I think we've been a little spoiled, the thing. So, like, yes, you want a full-finished game, and back then you would get a full-finished game. Even though there were bugs, there wasn't, like, updates. There wasn't, like, as much internet connection as there was then. So, it's like you had to give, like, a probably, like, a fully-finished game, even if there was some bugs. But there wasn't a good way to just update these systems, because the N64 couldn't connect to the internet, you know, I don't believe the original Xbox could, like, the original, maybe the original Xbox could connect to the Internet. I'm not sure. But I don't think there was a lot that couldn't. There wasn't, like, PlayStation Store or an Xbox Store and all of these. So you had to give a fully finished game. But it does seem like now when you're buying a game, it's kind of like, oh, they kind of messed up this one little thing, and now the game is worthless, and I hate it. You know what I mean? Like, well, it, it's then, like, titled on some aspects.
2: Well, and another thing is, and then again, this is like another nuclear take, but when I was say younger it's like you played it and you enjoyed it and if you played with others you got like really happy doing it right but you see so many times like twitch streamers who like literally destroy their tvs or punch holes through walls or freaking you know start cursing up and like throw temper tantrums and like leave and everything and i'm like that just doesn't look fun like what's really fun about that So I don't know. That's a nuclear take. And obviously, like, no shade to gamers or anything like that. You guys are my people. Like, don't worry. They're just thoughts that are coming to mind.
3: No, I I, I feel you. I I have a friend who uh, he has uh, a computer desk, right? And he made sure it's like solid wood. It's not like particle board does i mean it's like a solid like you can't break it with your hands desk because he gets so mad in video games he'll slam his fist down and like like i think he's broken a desk that way before and so he knew he had to get like a hard desk that wouldn't break and uh i had to side eye Aaron a little bit on that one because uh he gets a little salty with video games i don't know if Polly's the same way or not
2: (laughs) No, not really. Like, the only reason why maybe he, like, gets frustrated is when the controller fucking bugs out. Because for a while, we were buying um, the boot, like, controllers as opposed to, like, the real PlayStation 4 controllers. And so, obviously, when they come from online and they're only, like, $20 and they're made from some, like, o- unknown fucking company as opposed to, like, the actual PlayStation, they have
3: bugs to them. hmm like a third-party controller, which by Yeah,
2: the way, like, where you, where you, like, fully know that it's not from PlayStation because you look and, like, the buttons don't look the same and all that.
3: I was going to say, it's the New York translation of this. Uh, he was mad tripping over the <laughs> controller. <laughs> he was tight. He was Tia's been showing me this TikToks so of like, uh, New Yorker translations for words, and... Uh, No, I'm I'm enlightened, thank you.
2: You're welcome, you're welcome. But let's get into our actual top ten this week. Again, we are doing the top ten worst movie sequels. And so I thought about this, right? Like, a sequel is just, like, a sequel, right? So it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, the second in the, you know, franchise, like it could be the third, it could be the fourth, whatever. Like a sequel's a sequel. So I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, I hope I, um, like, uh, said that correctly. Um, But yeah, so that's my thing. Before we get into it, Brittany, really quick, of course, you know, I always got to give a shout out to our homies over at Stranger Damies, who are the um, part of the main Damie network. They are a real play D&D podcast, and they stream every Wednesday. They're so awesome. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of D&D, right? So I listened to their other podcast called They Call This a Movie, but they're three awesome guys, and they love what they do at D&D. I know it's super huge, so you can find them when you go to Twitter and Instagram at Stranger Damies. Make sure you check them out. They're part of our network as well at Geek Fives Nation, so you can just give them some love. They're awesome people. Anthony, Dan, and Mark are just great, so make sure you check that out. Um, And Brittany... Let's get into this. What's your number 10?
3: I was going to say on just that little side note, the main Dami followed me while I was uh, streaming, and I got so excited. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I love you. all And then they were off into the wind, but it was a very – it was a beautiful
2: moment. I like Fangirl. Yesterday, um, Dan reached out to me and was like, hey, Tia. Do you, on Tuesday, want to be a part of our show, They Call This a Movie? We're going to talk about Wonder Woman 84. And I was like, I feel this if, like, I don't know, fucking Deadline just asked me to come work for them or
3: something. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I was like, "This is amazing. I felt so like cool, so I was like, "Yeah, so I'm gonna be um part of their episode where we talk about Wonder Woman eighty four and if you know anything about their show, they call this movie. It's a podcast where they like rip apart movies, so we're
3: going to be ripping apart Wonder Woman eighty four I love it, I love it i I, st- I still need to see that movie, but uh on, as for the number ten, do you remember the movie? the mask yes oh
2: are you gonna do the son of the mask is. i'm sorry if it was on your list it wasn't no 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 go ahead <laughs>
3: I think this is like the original mask. Uh, yeah, is it the ma- yeah, it's the mask. I keep saying the, like the phrasing is odd for me, but that was really good. That was with Jim Carrey. If I'm, I'm correct on that. Right. That was like in his heyday. I felt like some of his best movies came out in the nineties. And, one uh, of
2: his most iconic roles was
3: the mask. mask. I, he just has such good facial features for it. Like, I feel like even when he was wearing the mask, you could tell it was him, mm-hmm. but, uh, For me, it's like it came out 1994, so I'm sure it was like my uh, my brother probably had the movie or my parents had the movie, and I remember I was just so fascinated with it. And I remember it's like, and you know how much I love my mama. I remember rewatching that movie a million times at her house and just being so it was so funny. And then I got so excited one day because I believe uh, Son of the Mask, I believe, came out 2005 which I was like, oh, that's the other day. And I go, oh, yeah, that was like, what, 16 years ago now?
2: Oh, my God. Really quick before you keep going with that. So Brittany knows that I have been submersed in the world of TikTok, uh, which I never thought I was going to ever. But I'm telling you, like, the algorithm is pretty cool once you get into it. Dom, one of our managers over at Geek Five said something that I think the algorithm is if you watch like three TikToks that are within the same category, it kind of like goes into that that's what you like and it starts showing you more of those things. So I'm telling you, I have not seen any of like the dumb dances or anything on TikTok. I've been I've been on such cool TikToks, the Norse pagan TikTok, the Native American indigenous TikTok, the freaking heavy metal TikTok and the millennial versus Gen Z-er TikTok. TikTok. Um, and on one of the TikToks that I've seen has been this guy who was like, hey, just let you know, all these songs I'm about to play are, like, 20 years old. And he's playing all these, like, iconic songs. Like, you would know all of them, just classic, yeah. like, pop songs. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, wow, they came out in the 90s, these songs? And then I sat there, and I was like, he means in 2000 they came out <laughs> he means in oh, 2001 no. they came out. like i had to sit there where i was like oh wow i was like i think this is wrong these songs definitely didn't come out in the 90s and i was like it was one of those things where like it was like what <laughs> I, it's
3: like i saw uh i saw a tiktok where this guy is like uh it was just like a skit of him like going through the um drive through for alcohol right because uh you know that's become a big thing now i'm just being able to drive through it and they're like oh we need to see your license and he's like oh do i need to take out my wallet and they (laughs) said no they said no it's okay i can see the one and he was like what it was because the one of like the 19 something because everyone born in 2000 is going to be a freaking uh is going to be able to legally drink now I saw something
2: like that where it's like um as of this year like everyone who's born in the 90s is like um, you know what you calls it is legally allowed to drink and it's like I'm not ready for that type of information. (laughs) yeah.
3: Like, I could have gone my entire life. Like, that's just, like, I know, like, it's my little brother's uh, birthday this month, and I'm like, oh, no, you're just, you're going to be 18. Like, I feel old. I feel really old now. Like, you're supposed to be my baby brother. Like, baby brother.
2: (laughs) I love that TikTok, though, that you're saying where it's like, oh, do you need me to take it out? I'm like, no, I can see the one from here, and it's like. And and I think that's the one where it's like the oh no. Oh no. Oh no 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 <laughs> oh, my God. The other oh, day my... I forget where I was the other day. I mean it had to have been a liquor store, but someone like asked for my ID and I was just kinda like, Oh, you wanna ask me for
0: oh, my <laughs> <laughs>
2: And the girl kinda looked, and and the girl kinda looked shocked when she looked at my photo. She's like, Oh, like obviously seeing that I'm fucking 30
3: <laughs> like. <laughs> you're like yes please stoke my ego but you know um that reminds me of when we were uh when I visited, visited visited you in New York and that lady asked like for my ID and she was so sure it was fake and then she asked how old I was and my brain skipped because I was nervous and I couldn't remember <laughs> how was. I just looked suspicious as hell I, um,
2: you know what the thing is? It's, like, I never cared about turning 30, right? Because I was, like, that's still young. Like, in the retrospect of things, it's still young, right? And I don't feel old. Like, I'm sitting here watching, like, comic book shit and doing this. Like, I don't feel old. But it's, like, when you're online and you see, like, this plethora of, like, Gen Zers who are, like, you know, don't know the music that you grew up with, don't know anything where you're like, my God, now I feel old in comparison. I'm like, you know, just a few years ago, millennials were like the young people in in workspaces, right? Like what? when I was working office jobs and I was always the youngest and it was always – The older generation that would talk about, you know, oh god, the millennials, the millennials, the millennials, and then suddenly you're so you're like, oh, you know, you're the young kids on the block, and then suddenly you're like, who the fuck are these people in reference to the Gen Zers? And I'm like, no, 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 you go back, you go back. I'm still the young person on the block.
3: (laughs) Right? That's like my my thing right now. It's like uh, being at the age I am now. And also, but also looking like a child is an awkward place to be because I look young enough to not, like, command the respect of, like, a young adult, right? But also, I'm not young enough to get away with shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Remember? I feel like that's what it is. You're like, shit, you're going past the age where you can, like, blame it on, well, I'm just young. I'm um, just younger. <laughs> it's like, fuck. I, I'm just a child. But, uh but sorry <laughs> going back to the movie i apologize um no,
3: but... uh, I just, the mask was amazing right but son of the mask or son, was it son of mask or son of the mask i gotta think of how to like phrase it that's how long it's been either way my my grandma i remember i was at her house when it was oh, son of the mask I was at her house when it actually came on, and I was like, oh, I'm so excited. You know, it must be, like, a continuation of, like, him having a kid. And it's like, no, it's like, I don't know, you got Loki in there. You have, like, oh, that he created the mask, which kind of makes sense. But it's like that he created the mask, which I think that might have been the plot line of the other one. I'm not sure. He created it. He's trying to get it back. He just wants to cause shit. It's not a little child. Like, my thing is the acting for the mask, it's like you had Jim Carrey, you know, dealing with having to put on the mask. But I feel like having, like, a child put on the mask, it kind of took away where it's like you, they almost had, like, a reason to just CGI everything. Because you can't have, like, a child, you know, acting in between those two frames it becomes just like an outlet to just have the mask on i just felt like it was super unnecessary if they were going to do a sequel i felt like they should have kept jim carrey for it but you know it probably didn't have like a good enough plot when he's like no 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 i don't want to do the sequel i'm just gonna leave it at just that especially because it came like what nine years after the original one i feel like if you're gonna do a sequel it truly needs to be done in like the next couple of years while so it's still fresh on people's minds, not like almost a decade later.
2: Well, it feels like it's then just a cash grab. And so I was like, and I remember why I didn't like Son of the Mask, which it's been a while since I've seen it, but um, Jamie Kennedy was, um, what you know, calls it, was uh, the lead in this movie, right? And. Yes. I feel, I'm saying this on air, and I feel bad because I did actually interview the guy in the beginning of, like, the pandemic, but I never found his humor funny. Um, And so you have him being the comedic lead for the sequel, trying to follow up on what Jim Carrey did. It's just kind of not, it's not going to hit the way that Jim Carrey's did.
3: Yeah, their type of humor is... Not the same at all, and I think for jim I think when you have a comedian that's probably more of a like a vocal comedian when you have Jim Carrey that it's like a true like full body actor mm-hmm. like you ever, like there was an actor uh back in the early nineteen hundreds that uh was known for his antics like on screen because he would use his body to get laughs. And he would be, like, bruised and broken from, like, throwing his body around, like, really getting into things, like, that hard. I feel like Jim Carrey's that kind of actor, while you, there's only so much that just humor can well, get you having, like, the face for it.
2: That's like, um, oh, my, Chris Farley. Chris Farley yes. was very much a physical comedian. I mean, he threw himself into things. I don't know if you've seen like his clips on SNL, but he like fully like face planted himself on the tables and everything. I mean, he that that was his thing. He put himself like fully into that.
3: And I think it's probably more shocking for us as a viewer because we go, man, that's gonna hurt. Oh, you know, he's real. Like, like it's more believable. But I think for having like an actor that is, you know, and I I don't think I've heard a lot of his stuff, and it's been a long time since I've seen. you know son of the mask i just knew that i was like man this is an awful sequel because like now i want to rewatch the mask by the way i gotta find where i can like stream (laughs) that i like how now it's not like oh where i can rent it where i can do this like oh where can i stream that (laughs) this is uh, another
2: reason why us 90 kids are the best because we remember blockbuster
3: (laughs) (laughs) man i'm telling you uh whenever i go to uh whenever we were camping or going to the lake shop that's still open and it makes me so happy. Well, I want to go.
2: That'd be fun. Speaking of, that's featured in American Gods Season 3. They actually have a rental shop, so really cool. Um, but oh, <laughs> let, Let's move on. That's a great way to start this list, truly, because that was a pretty bad fucking sequel. Um, but the sequel that I'm going to do, I'm going to say that I don't say think it's like I didn't hate the sequel, but I think it was unnecessary and really disappointing in conjunction to the first movie and the series that preceded it. And it's going to be the second Sex and the City movie. Now, Brittany knows, and I'm Thanks sure. Brittany knows, and I'm sure I've like said this on the podcast as well. Like, I love Sex and the City. I think it was a great show. I can eat that shit up. I feel like so much of it is fucking true. Like, everything that you see, you're like, yep, as a woman, you watch it, and you're like, every single thing you can, like, somehow relate to. Even if it, say, didn't happen directly to you, it's happened to someone that you know, a friend of yours. I just feel like I loved it. It had six seasons. I literally own the dvd to every season i can um (laughs) i can i can tell you for them it's been a while now but like in my heyday i could tell you like you know if you told me a scene i tell you what season that fucking thing was in like i loved it and I love the first movie. First movie, you know, was just a perfect little compliment to the season. It showed us what happened after the season ended. It, you know, just really felt like the actual, it felt like such a great continuation of the story and it felt like a really great punk, uh, like period to the story of the whole sexist city, like, I thought they should have ended it there, we have a great six seasons, we have this movie to tell you kind of where everything's at, and that's it, and then they came out with the second one, and it really just felt like as if it, um, just, uh, you know the expression, it, it jumped the ship, or jumped the shark, or something, um, like, that's how I felt like it was, because, it felt like it went back on so many things, right, so like to give you f- a few points here that for i didn't drama, like for drama's sake I'll give you a few points of what i didn't like about the mo- about the movie, right so in the actual sex and city, it takes place of the four women but Um, The main character is obviously Carrie, and the whole entire show she has this on-again, off-again relationship with Mr. Big, which finally at the end of the series she gets together with Mr. Big, and then the first movie takes place five years later – um, with them having been together for those five years. They're going to get married. Mr. Big kind of has cold feet because he's always been, like, a non-committal type. And then, you know, you have the drama of the first movie, but then they get back together, they get married, and, like, that's it, you know? Yeah. Um, And so then in the second movie, you have where, like, they're together still, Mr. Big and Carrie. And it's in this movie that Carrie is, like, having the existential crisis because no. they're both – Because they're both, like, older, right? I think at this point maybe Carrie's, like, in her 50s, and Mr. Big was always a little older than her, I think by, like, 10 years or so. And, you know, they decided not to have children, which is great. Like, you know how much I support that. But it's like... Mr. Big at this point is, like, older, and he's, like, you know, we've been together, like, we can have, you know, days where we stay in, but Carrie is, like, what do you mean we're not going to go out to dinner? You know, like, all of a sudden, she's, like, getting this, like, stir-crazy feeling where she feels like her and Mr. Big are boring, and it's, like, with the... But it's, like, Harry, this is what you've wanted, like, your whole life. Like, the whole show with you and Mr. Big, you always wanted where he would actually commit to you and actually, you know, do this and stuff. And now he's finally committing to you, and now suddenly you're, like, oh, we're too boring, right? So you have that, which I didn't like. Then you have Charlotte and Harry, which Charlotte also has – I know I'm, like, going – I'm trying to, like, really give, like, the short reasons why I dislike this, you know? But in the show, like, Charlotte was always – like, whereas everyone else is, like, really pragmatic and kind of pessimist and blah, blah, blah. Like, Charlotte was always the one who's like, I want to get married. I want to have a family. Like, I want to get married. I want to have a family. Like, she got married super quick to her first husband, Trey, because she was like, you know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. And, like, that fucking relationship fell apart like nobody's business. And then she gets with Harry, who's, like, the complete opposite of the type of man – who she would ever be with, but he makes her so happy, and she even, like, you know, converts to Judaism for him, and, like, Harry's, like, the best guy, right? Like, Harry is one of the guys in the show, like, him and Steve, I felt like, were just, like, top-notch the best, right? So then in the second movie, it's, like, him and Charlotte have children after trying for so many years, and Charlotte not being able to have children, blah, blah, blah. And they're together, and then suddenly Charlotte's like, "I think Harry um might be cheating on me and it's like, what? Where did this come from? You know and the whole thing came from that they have a babysitter who wears a shirt and she doesn't wear a bra, so her like nipples are always showing, you know, but it's okay because at, at the end of the movie she's gay, so you know no nothing to worry about. you know it was just so like flip it, but yeah this is my number one thing that I disliked about the movie um in the movie, uh, Samantha, who has always been, like, a PR person and very successful, she gets invited to go to Dubai um, by someone in business, right? So the four of them go to Dubai, and it's, like, kind of a fucking clusterfuck, right? Because Samantha is, um, you know, uh, calls it? what is it? She's going through like menopause and she's like a cancer survivor and so she has like all this medication but it got lost in the airport so it's like her the whole
3: movie like stressful. But that's just that's like not like fun stress. That's like oh, I hope this person doesn't die kind of stress. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it's,
2: like, her dealing with that the entire time, whatever, and then this, this, and that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then, okay, this is the most unreal – I swear I'm getting to, like, the fucking point, right? To me, this is the most unrealistic thing. So some background for you, Brittany. At some point, like, if you ask most Sex in the City fans, they love Carrie and Mr. Big, but they'll also tell you that – her most perfect relationship was with her and Aiden. Because Aiden was just great. She was with Aiden for, like, a whole season or two in the middle of the series, and Aiden was, like, so the opposite of Mr. Big. Aiden wanted Carrie to meet his parents. Aiden wanted her to sleep over. You know, Aiden was okay with going to lunches in public, things that, like, at first Mr. Big did not want to do, right? So... Aiden was just great, and so she was in this, like, really loving relationship with a guy who, like, so unapologetically, like, loved her, and then suddenly, like, Mr. Big shows up, and she starts cheating on Aiden with Mr. Big, and, yeah, and so that eventually comes to light for Aiden, they break up, they have, like, a brief moment where they get back together, so it doesn't, like, work, because... Aiden like proposes and like Carrie has like a fucking shit attack over it. But anyway, so mind you, this is the whole thing. And then so we do know at some point at the end of the series she runs into Aiden again. At this point, Aiden is married and has kids. All right, so there that's where we're at. In this, I swear I'm getting to this.
3: <laughs> In the second movie, when "Sex in the City" comes up. T is gonna be like a hot second
2: because there's so much background. I can't just tell you what happened. I have to give you all this background. So in the second movie, mind you, they're in Dubai, right, on the opposite end of the world. They're in like a market, and all of a sudden, Carrie turns around and there's Aiden magically this across stalking her. Across like the fucking world, he's magically in. Dubai for some bullshit reason, and yada yada, long story short, they end up having dinner, and Carrie ends up feeling, like, super, you know, um, like, oh, this is so exciting again, blah, blah, blah. And, like, they end up making out and all that. But then Carrie feels really bad. And then you – I forget if, like, Aiden says something, but you kind of have a feeling that, like, Aiden was kind of doing it on purpose because it's, like, even after all these years where it's, like, hey, remember you cheated on me with Mr. Big? Now you're with Mr. Big, and I'm going to have you cheat on him with me. You know, like, I felt like that's what it
3: was. It was just so dumb. It It really was, like – well, the character himself isn't probably known for being malicious like that. No, but it, like <laughs> Aiden's
2: like a, Aiden was like the great guy. Like again, you ask any Sex and the City fan, and they'll tell you. You know, realistically, Carrie should have been with Aiden over Mr. Big.
3: that begs the question: Was was he still married to his wife and yes. with the? Kids? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense. Like, oh, I'm gonna get revenge by cheating on my wife with you so that you're cheating on your husband. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So the whole,
2: there was so much about it that didn't make sense. I disliked it. It felt, and there were times where it felt like really campy because they tried to, they tried to make like, um, uh, light of a lot of things. Um, like I'll tell you that they tried to like, it's, something that in today's day i feel like wouldn't fly so you like have these four women right and they're in dubai and there's moments where um you know uh they they deal with like some issues where say like samantha's wearing shorts in public and she's being told like hey you know maybe you shouldn't wear that in public in this country right And she's being very defiant against it. And they're, like, trying to make, like, a joke about it. And it doesn't work because it comes off, like, culturally insensitive. That's what I'm trying to get
3: at. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. It's, like, I I think it's, like, it comes off more disrespectful than actually, like, oh, making a statement. Because even though it's, like, applying Western ideals to a place that is not, you know, America. Right.
2: Yeah, and, like, there's one scene where um, they're pretty much being harassed by men in the market, and this one woman who is wearing, I believe, and this is just me not knowing, but I believe she's wearing, say, a burqa, and she, like gets the four women and gets them to go into this, like, underground hiding place with all these other women who are either wearing hijabs or they're wearing burkas and then, like, revealing that underneath that they're wearing, like, Gucci and Prada and all that. And I think it was, like, meant to be, like, this empowering moment, but it came off, like, super disingenuous and super, like... I hate to throw this word around, but, like, white savior type of thing. Like, oh, look at these, they're, like, they're you
3: know. Like fo- also, like, capitalism. Like, you're not saying, like, on that thing. Like I'm just, like, you know, where they're, like, oh, hey, look. That doesn't make sense. It comes off of trying to, like, make a political statement yes. inside of a movie that does not. That has have no business
2: trade. to have like political statements in it. Well, so, very, oh, yeah.
3: they're, they're, this is the word I'm looking at. It looks very consumerist to be like, Oh, but see they're good. Cause they're wearing Gucci and it's like, It's kind of like, oh, look,
2: you know, um, these four, like, Western women are looking down on these women who are wearing hijabs and burqas. But it's okay because underneath what they're wearing, they're actually wearing, like, couture and everything. Um, So I don't know. I disliked all of that. I didn't like it at all, really. Um, And I felt like it was a really disappointing sequel to an amazing franchise.
3: Yeah, because at that point, why do you need to have all the other stuff in there? Because I felt like it was like not like a Hollywood take on politics. At that point, it's just more like Valley girl, you know, meets somewhere else that isn't America. And I and I get like the the like
2: judging a
3: little, you know, so I I like how they, like, yes, all those other issues are bad, especially you take a character that's not known for being a certain way and then having him, like, almost smug. And it's like, oh, yeah, but also he's still married and has kids with someone that he apparently super loves, right? But then, like, to me, I think that's my biggest issue in it is, like, trying to make a political statement in a movie like that, it does seem very disingenuous. It's not very, I don't know, it seems like, it's felt like, um, very, uh, listen, like, oh, what's it called when like you want to look good just to have like a good face, but you don't mean it. I guess it would just be disingenuous. I guess that's just that the word. Us? Yeah.
2: yeah. And I'll say one last thing before we move on because I know I've spent, like, a shit ton of time on this. But, like, I hated what they did with Carrie with the whole thing with Aiden. And then I hated how they tried to allude to the fact that, like, Harry was cheating on Charlotte, which it's, like, Harry would never do that. And I also felt like they were just throwing – they were throwing, like, way too much cheating in that movie. And it's, like, they – like, to give you an example in the first movie, right – they had Steve cheat on Miranda, but it was like super shocking because you didn't see it coming and that like never happens, right? And it was just like this, it made for this really like emotional like moment in the movie that kind of led to the entire, not the entire plot of the movie, but it it paid off, if that makes sense. Like, Steve cheating on Miranda and Miranda feeling, like, super upset over it is the reason why she tells Mr. Big, like, that marriage, you know, ruins relationships, and it's the reason why Mr. Big doesn't show up to the wedding with Carrie, and it's the reason why Carrie goes nine months without talking to Mr. Big. It, like, kind of, like, sets off the events, right? But these little things in um sex and city 2 just felt like they were thrown in there for the sake of like we have nothing else to talk about we don't know what else to write so let's just write this stuff
3: yeah i i you know uh, thank you for saving me time
2: yeah no but you should definitely like next time we should watch the first um sex and city movie just saying but let's move on i know that i've talked like way too much about sex and city but as britney knows as you should know now you get me on this subject I'll go forever.
3: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I had, like, not a visceral reaction. What what, what word am I looking for? I'm actually looking for, uh, what is it? Um, oh, I always have to keep myself from, like, eye-rolling right in the middle of it. Oh, no! (laughs) in, 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 In a joking way. In a joking way. Because, you know, I was like, oh, you know, like, oh, it's sex in the city. But, uh... Uh, I'm definitely
2: forcing you to watch the first movie next time we see each other.
3: But I was going to say, I think my thing with, like, my thing against Sex in the City initially is, like, being a teenager just wanting, like, E! News to come on every time and be like, oh, this is coming on. Oh,
2: yeah. I just remember when I was younger because I obviously didn't watch it when it first came out. I was like super young, but my mom loved it. And like me have like, you remember how my mom's like apartment was structured. If you're going to the bathroom to my room, you'd have to pass the living room and like getting out of the bathroom. My mom's like, close your eyes, you know, because like some sex scene is happening. And I'm like, I need to get to my room.
3: Did you remember the moment, like, watching Ellie, they'd be a sex scene on, and you're, like, trying to watch a movie with your parents. Mom, parents would be like, put your head under the blanket. And I was like, joke's so on you. There is holes in this blanket. And like, <laughs> 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 oh, my God. But um, let's move
2: on, Brittany. What's your number eight?
3: Um, I'm not even going to look at my list for this right now. I'm just going to go ahead and go with The Little Mermaid 2.
2: Oh my god, I forgot that they made a sequel to that.
3: My, okay, this is my hang up on it, right? And I'm going to explain it to you the way I explained it to Aaron last night when I was like trying to like get it. I said th- this is the short version. Oh, Little Mermaid, a mermaid that really wants to be a person and have legs. Oh, she has legs? Okay, she's happy now. And then they're like, oh, you're Little Mermaid, too. Uh, She's a regular human girl with human legs. But you know what? She just really loves the sea and wants to be a mermaid, but her parents are against it. And it's like, oh, let me defy my parents and go do it. It's just exactly the repeat Of the first freaking movie, but in reverse. That's so weird, because it's, so they didn't
2: use Ariel, right? Because I'm trying to get to something here. They didn't use Ariel, right?
3: They used Ariel, like, as being, like, the worried mother, almost like how, like, not quite overbearing, like her father was, but still, like, not really, I, I don't know, I think, oh, I know what it was. But Ariel didn't want her to go by the sea I think because I think like uh, Ursula's sister or something was mm-hmm. afraid that she would get revenge and try to get her and don't hold me to this has been a long time uh, I think there was like a reason that she didn't want to really buy the ocean because i think she almost got like killed or like kidnapped as a child so ariel becomes just like her father it's just basically the same story but with ariel the overbearing parent and the daughter as like the one wanting to go to the sea
2: it sounds like they're they were trying to do like a more kids version of say what the real like folklore cryptid because you know how like All these movies, right, that Disney did, they're all happy, jolly, have, like, really fucked up stories that they originate from, such as, like, Snow White and the Seven Doors, Hunchback of Notre Dame, yada, yada, yada. And I think, like, the real, like, not the real, but, you know, the original story of The Little Mermaid is that once she got her legs, she missed being in the sea so much that she literally, like, sewed her legs
3: together. Um and it's yeah, like so maybe like, were... her legs felt like she was stepping on glass because of like her legs weren't really meant for walking. And so her legs were like super fragile.
2: Right. So you know the story. So it's like it seems as if they were trying to do something more obviously kid friendly. But oh God, I didn't even see that because to me, I felt as if the Disney movies never really warranted sequels except. Brittany and I did agree on this um, The Lion King 2 was kind of awesome so like The Lion that King and The Lion King awesome. 2 yeah that was like the only one that was okay but pretty much anything else was just uh, a no go
3: Tia <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking the reason if I sounded funny for a second they actually made a third wait, they made a third movie that's so, like, okay, so they okay so really quick they had, they had, uh, the first movie and the second movie, but they also had the Little Mermaid Ariel's beginning, right? hmm And I think that one was supposed to be okay, but they made a third one where it was like, oh, but, er, but now Melody's grown up, and she's, uh, like, I think, like, actually lives in the sea. I don't, I do not know what this is, uh... And was it, wait, but, so she just, like, went by, okay, it's just, like, her having, like, issues, like, all over again. Like, like, you know how she rebels, like, Melody, the daughter, like, rebels again. Like, oh, you know, I want to go to the sea. I think this is, like, oh, you're supposed to take the crown. And she's like, no, I don't want to. And then she runs away to the sea again.
2: Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just drama for the sake of drama. I will say, I don't know if it's on your list, but I, d- I do take it back. Um, with sequels, some so the Lion King two was good. Um, I didn't like the second Aladdin, but I think the third Aladdin was awesome. Like the third Aladdin was so good. I don't what know if you ever seen that, again? huh? What was the third one again? It was like the Return of Jafar, and but it was like no, I awesome. That was the second one. Or was it the Thieves thing? I thought this was the Return... I gotta look it up now. You keep talking about Little Mermaid, too.
3: Oh, I'm trying to think. Because now I'm a little confused. I'm trying to remember which one it was. I thought that was the sequel. Because, uh... Cause that's, that's oh, yeah,
2: sorry. So okay. Oh, my bad, then. But it's okay. No, it's okay. okay, so you're right. So the, the second one was The Return of Jafar. So what was the... Th- Third one, hang on, let me look that up. Because I thought the third one was awesome. Oh, oh Aladdin and, and the King of
3: Thieves. Of Thieves, or something like that. It's about his
2: father. The King of Thieves, yeah. It was awesome. I just remember thinking the third one was, like, really good.
3: Yeah, that one I think they were probably like, yeah, we may have fucked up a little bit with that.
0: But, but- we can make this
3: better. We can save this. <laughs> but um, no, I- that that's my, just my hang up on like the little mermaid not to not to get too excited there but yeah no i agree
2: um i didn't even watch the second little mermaid cuz i first of all i didn't like the little mermaid that much well okay let me say this not that i didn't like it but on my ranking of say disney movies when i was a kid i didn't gravitate to that one as much as i did say lion king mulan hunchback of notre dame pocahontas like to me those were my favorite disney cartoon movies so i didn't go to the little mermaid as much as say other people did
3: i I know i've got to say i think i was just really obsessed with aladdin i think for like the little mermaid i think It stressed me out as a kid, like, her losing her voice and, like, oh, no, you got to get this prince to fall in love with you or, you know, you're going to, like, I don't know, die something. I don't know.
2: I also just, I think, thought that it was super cheesy, you know. Oh, she wants – okay, so she wants to go explore the land world and she does all this, like – it's like such a young girl thing where it's like I'm gonna sign my soul away for a boy, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I, and I think even then I was just like, really all for a guy.
3: Really, <laughs> it's just a message. We really, I, you know, it's like I try not to get on like my soapbox a lot with that kind of thing, but I do kind of feel that where where I'm like, okay, that may not be the greatest like message for you know the kid because ariel's 16 in that movie by the way
2: yeah so it's um it's not say particularly the best message and it's like you know catering to kids who are super impressionable i don't know um i and it's not like i thought that deeply when i was a kid right so i think it just really went to i just didn't like the story as much i didn't like the songs as much i as I said, I liked other movies a lot better than it, so, yeah, you know. You know no, I um,
3: agree. I'm picking up what you're putting down. You pick
2: up what I'm putting down? But, yeah, so, awesome. I'm going to get the next one. I'm trying to – I was making sure what the name of it was, so I thought this was super disappointing. Again, I don't think it's, say, like, the worst. I Really, none of these movies, I feel like, oh, there's one movie, but none of these movies, except for, say, one, was I like, oh, that's freaking trash, right? But I felt, like, more so disappointing because I love the franchise so much. So it's Jurassic World 2 Fallen Kingdom, the one that came out in
3: 2018. I don't know oh, if you've seen this. Oh, oh I, didn't, I didn't see that one. I didn't see that one. That, that still was Chris Pratt, right? Yeah. So um I
2: love the Jurassic Park franchise, you know. I grew up on that and it honestly like I had this love for dinosaurs. I loved learning about them. I loved reading books on them. I've done school projects on them. I just love the Jurass I love Jurassic Park one. Two is okay. I actually really love Jurassic Park three, which like not everyone really likes, but I thought I thought it was
3: awesome dinosaur egg like where they're like oh my god you took the egg yes yes <laughs> really cool Too, but i remember my parents going that sucked and i was like what are you talking about
2: i i don't know i loved it because i was just like you bastard you mother effer this is why they're after you this entire time you cocksucker i just really like I just really liked it because they're stuck on, like, this island. They get this guy's help, you know, from the original movie. And they're like, you know, what do you mean you don't know this island? It's like, you wrote a whole book about it. he was like, that was the other island, not this island. And I don't know why I like that. Like, maybe it's kind of bad writing, but I just thought it was funny as shit. It was like, you dumbasses.
3: <laughs> I, I love that. I still love that actor. But also he played the biggest dick in Peaky Blinders. Yes, it's the same did. guy, right?
2: Yeah, uh uh-huh. It was the same guy. Which is...
3: I hear your judgment in your voice. No, no, I'm saying,
2: like, it was so trippy to see him as such a douchebag in Peaky Blinders because it's like, you know, he was, like, the lead. He was, like, the heroic lead in the Jurassic Park movies, and
3: that's what I knew him as. And I was like, oh, man.
2: Um, No, I... You
3: uh, die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain? That's (laughs) the channel right now. Holy shit. Um, so,
2: I mean, I like the third one. I also, like, just love the idea of when, like, people... This is so weird, but I love abandoned shit. So, like, I love looking at pictures of, like, abandoned buildings. I don't know why. It's so weird. It's
3: why Walking Dead.
2: Uh, but I love, like, in the third one where they're, like, exploring, like, all the abandoned labs and everything with all... Like, I just thought that was so cool. Anyway, so... Um, Love Jurassic Park, so when they said that they were coming out with Jurassic world, the first one right with Chris Pratt and um uh Dallas Bryce Howard, I believe her name is, but um what you gonna call it like I loved that first. Jurassic World I thought it was the perfect blend of nostalgia but also a new era of the Jurassic say franchise right I mean I thought Chris Pratt I thought Chris Pratt was an amazing lead I loved the whole thing with the velociraptors Vincent D'Onofrio was a great villain um I I thought it was really great again it going to the theaters and seeing Jurassic World felt as if you were in the Jurassic Park franchise, it felt so great seeing them like touch upon all these things from the first movie but then again making it its, its own so when they were coming out with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I was excited to see it and it was very disappointing um, I just felt like it, it couldn't live up to what the first one was, I mean first of all you had Chris Pratt and you know how like in the first Jurassic World Chris Pratt and Dallas Bryce Howard's character, um, were getting like a romantic relationship. Well in Fallen Kingdom they broke up but now, you know, conveniently now they, they gotta work each other. Yeah, now they but they conveniently have to work together again because there's like I forget fully what happened, but there's, say, this, like, purge of the dinosaurs on the island. Oh, yeah, because they left the island after the event of the first movie, but now they're trying to, like, get some of the dinosaurs to transport them off the island, but then the other other dinosaurs get, like, smoke-grenaded, killed or something. And then they added, like, these three, like, young, annoying characters, you know, that are, like, the fucking, like, the the human epitome of, like, when you see, like, cartoons that are running around in circles and bumping into each other, you know, no. like, like that. And then the whole thing was that the whole, like, the bad, like, the villainous part, which I forget who really the actual villain was, but, like, the main, say, like, bad thing was that they were taking all these dinosaurs to auction them because there's countries that want to use them in war like Where that
3: a fucking dinosaur it's as a- like <laughs> as a freaking like war weapon i mean at that point i that didn't even make sense there's a reason we don't like use like have a cavalry anymore we don't hardly use horses for anything why would we use dinosaurs yeah, I Guns felt like, like kill dinosaurs to you.
2: <laughs> like I felt that was really stupid. And then, um, frickin', whatchamacallit, it? They made a new dinosaur because you know every movie has to have like their new dinosaur. So they like genetically oh, yeah, made, it was
3: like, bigger, better. What'd you say? that always has to be bigger and better than the last well, this one,
2: one. Like this one necessarily wasn't bigger, but it was like completely like you know fake. Um... And it was supposed to be, like, a deadly weapon or something. So you had that. You had that, like, dumb shit. And then on top of it, they introduced this, like, little girl in the movie, which they never were super clear about it. But I got the, like, impression that they were trying to say that she was also genetically made and that she may have dinosaur DNA in her, which I didn't fucking understand that at all. It got super weird and, like, super sci-fi-ish, which I know it's, like you know, a, a franchise about dinosaurs, but, you but know. that's a little far. That's a little far. And then, you don't mind if I spoil, like, the ending, right? Because I thought no, the
3: ending was really- Yeah, you're good, you're good.
2: So at the end, like, obviously they beat the bad guy. They save, like, you know, these dinosaurs from being auctioned. And then they have, like, all these, like, dinosaurs that are, like, locked up, but not just, like, say, the carnivores, like the, you know, herbivores as well. And they're, like, Chris Pratt and Dallas Bryce I, I keep like getting I, I love her she's like a fantastic actress and she actually has directed like a shit ton of Mandalorian episodes but it's like god damn three names it's hard <laughs> um,
3: but over the incident. The what it wasn't her character the one that wouldn't take off her heels like for that one scene and that's why we go oh, oh why in is the... she running in her heels and it's like because she refused to take them off for that scene
2: yeah it was like Girl, you're running from a T-Rex right now. Like, I would take them off. Please take off your heels. <laughs> Please take off your fucking five-inch
3: stilettos. Um, but... <laughs> like oh, like oh, my like, little cute little heel at the end. They were like actually like uh... high heels,
2: like something I would twist my ankle on. Like if I even walked five feet with them, not yeah. So and so at the very end, um, I guess like. The government's coming in. I, I fully forget what happened, but, like, the adults in this situation, I'll say, are trying to decide what to do. Like, let's just leave, you know, like, like we, we can't save these dinosaurs. We have to save ourselves, blah, blah. blah. And at the very end, the fucking dumb child <laughs> fucking presses the button that lets loose of all the dinosaurs into the free world. So now you have all these dinosaurs that are just roaming free in the world and shit. And
3: all those things that people wanted to make fucking war weapons out of. He was like, you know what, I'm gonna release this onto to an unsuspecting population. Well the
2: kid was like, you know, no one should because this kid was the kid that was like genetically spliced and had been pretty much like kept in a room her whole life. So she's like, No nothing should be in a cage and like presses the button. Uh-huh. I'm like I-
3: uh-huh. 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 <laughs> So, yeah. I'm living. Thanks, Tia. <laughs> so, that's Jurassic World
2: Fallen Kingdom.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Like it's...
2: It gets dumber the more, like, you say it out loud. Like, when you watch it, you're trying, especially me when I was in the theater, trying to convince yourself that it wasn't that bad. But then now when you're trying to explain the plot of it and you're like, wow, that's dumb. <laughs> you're like."
3: Oh, to myself that's kind of how um oh like if they would have had like a separate sci-fi movie about like you know a genetically engineered from like you know an ancient species and it you know going badly i can dig that's like splice right but when yeah, you but have technically- like when you have a movie about like oh dinosaurs which by the way there's a vr game that's like a jurassic world game and i feel like i may need that in my life but it seems very scary and i am <laughs> a wuss to yeah? you uh, if you haven't known me very long um uh, so yeah and, but i just feel like that's the whole point of jurassic world and that series is more it's like yeah it's scary but at least it made sense
2: Yeah, it's like, all right, you have these dinosaurs, right, in modern day, which is pretty far-fetched, but they did it in a way that made a lot of sense because the movie really, to me, sometimes wasn't even about the dinosaurs. It was, like, how far human beings are going to go in order to try try to, like, manipulate science. Like, remember in the first Jurassic Park, that's, like, the classic Jeff Goldblum line where he says, you know, humans – uh, make din— you know, humans try and be God, and dinosaurs wipe out humans. You know, pretty much something like that. I'm butchering the line, but like that's that's a classic line. So it's like I feel like that more so was was what it was about. And they tried their hardest to really talk about the science of it because if you remember. The first Jurassic Park movie came out in 1994, so we had the knowledge we had then. Since then, we found out that dinosaurs probably had more feathers and looked even more bird-like than we thought they did. So Mm -hmm. So when the first Jurassic World came out, it's like, oh, but we're so used to, like, the classic look of their Jurassic Park dinosaurs. What are they going to do? Well, what do they say in the first Jurassic World? They explain that the reason why their dinosaurs look different than what real dinosaurs would look like is because they splice them with reptile DNA. Good.
3: Boom. Like, yeah, plausible explanation. It's, like, easier to birth them and stuff. And, like, I think another thing is... Uh, Did you know that even today we don't actually know what the color of the dinosaurs were? We just make it up to whatever sounds the best because, you know, dinosaurs don't exist at all. They're like like fossilized, right? Mm -hmm. So you're assuming they're like darkish, you know what I mean? Like like T-Rex is more like like a reptile-skinned creature.
2: Well, yeah, I actually remember re- – it's so funny. I remember reading a book like that when I was a kid where it's like we guesstimate what they their color must have been like based on the terrain that they were in. But for all we know, they could have been like pink or blue. <laughs> uh,
3: what would you say? I call the pink dinosaur when they take over. That, that That's <laughs> going well, to be my mount. It's going to be
2: my mount, Tia. It's going to be my mount, but – Yeah, so I was super disappointed with Jurassic World, The Fallen Kingdom, just because this is a great franchise, and I was so excited for it to come back. I mean, Jesus Christ, Brittany, you want to talk about, like, games, right? I used to love going to Nathan's or Dave & Buster's and playing the Jurassic Park game. I don't know if you ever played that in an arcade, but they literally had... Yeah, where you'd like sit in it and like the curtains are drawn and you're all scared because you have to like shoot at the dinosaurs.
3: The curtains that you know haven't been cleaned in forever and you (laughs) wonder sometimes about soul hands have touched it.
2: And what people are actually doing in that behind the curtains and if they're actually playing a video game. Um, Oh,
3: some kind of joystick in there, do you? Oh,
2: God. Uh, but that game was scary because there would always be these, like, velociraptors running towards you. You're like, there's too many. And then, like, you'd get the T-Rex and you'd be like, no.
3: Man, that's good times. You just, like, took me on a trip back to the past. Do you? I'm,
2: like, a nostalgic fucking queen, all right? I, I'm all about that 90s shit. Only, 90 ki- only 90s kids will remember. But let's move I like on.
3: I feel like you had to remember if I was a 90s kid or not. You'
2: no, I know you are, I know you are you're and you're still in the um older
3: nineties kid bracket or nineteen ninety four is still a little iffy, but the thing is is that I feel like like having an older brother and all like the early nineties stuff like early you know like nineteen ninety you know type stuff was still in the house and what I was raised with because that's what Dakota had in the house.
2: Well, it's funny, so one of the TikTok sounds uh, that I watch, like, you'll have all these, like, millennials, right, or these people on TikTok who are just, like, going about their business, and you're listening to this, like, recording that's, like, you know, for all of the older people on TikTok, I mean the people born before 1993, and you'll see, like, all the people just, like, turn, like, what the fuck? I'm the older generation. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh my god But
3: yeah So Brittany What's your number six Let me see Uh,
1: Okay I'm gonna go ahead And go with this one Say goodbye Uh, This one I didn't even think about. Do you
3: remember the Land Before Time and the fucking million sequels? I love the Land Before Time. I talked about this last week
2: when we talked about how sad, like you know, the you know the girl.
3: Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Oh, I was thinking yep, 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 but no, I'm sorry. But my thing was the original was so good, like you know about like oh he needs to get to the land before time, not land before time. But you know I can't remember what the safe haven place was called. But it was. Do you not remember crying when Littlefoot's mother died? Like and I thought it had such a good message about you know he's raised by his grandparents, right? And I feel like for a bunch of kids, that's how their life is. They're raised by their grandparents, and I felt like it normalized it a lot, right? And it's like you did have the tragedy of him losing his mother, but, you know, dealing with the loss and how to move forward, and I felt like it was such a good message for kids, right? But I just felt like after a while, it's just a cash grab. And I remember when I was little, I watched a shit ton of the sequels, right? Yeah, so if you, like, uh, say
2: one, I can't pick out, like, which one was which because there's so many.
3: I cannot remember. And so, um, like, I think, by the way, does Ducky get her brother, I think, in a sequel? I think that was maybe, like, the the second one. Maybe the second one wasn't very bad. But just after a while... They just started getting a little little convoluted. You know what I mean? Like, there wasn't much rhyme or reason to what they were doing.
2: It probably was one of those things where it was making a lot of money because parents were obviously buying them for their children. So they just kept cranking them out because it's like they knew that parents were going to continue buying them. Um, I honestly can't remember if there was a time where I was watching a Land Before Time sequel and disliking it, but I'm sure that um, well after I stopped watching them, there were probably so many others that came out.
3: That's my thing. I think for me, like, personally, I don't have a big thing against probably more the more recent, like, the sequels that came, like, immediately following the actual Mm -hmm. movie, but, like, after a while, I just felt like it really lost track of, like... It almost, like, wore down. Like, like I remember... uh Remember Little Tooth? Yes. The, like, the, <laughs> like those, okay, I will say those movies were good, like, about him getting reunited with his sharp-tooth family and wanting to be different. My only thing is... Did you not? I I think he ended up eating fish. I think that's how they got around that. But I'm like, you can't just starve this freaking carnivore. He's a carnivore. Uh, But, you know, just seeing him kind of adopted. Those were cute. Uh, Ducky getting her brother. I can't remember his name. Oh, Spike.
0: Yes. Spike.
3: Yes, the, you know what now now i'm feeling bad because i have fun memories of those movies but i'm just saying like after a while that feel good message like oh you know losing your mother and like learning to move on and all of that started to kind of lose its uh feel goodness if that makes sense but um i will say besides that like so, okay some of those sequels were good not not the whole series we put, like. Half of Land Before Time sequels, all 50 of them. Well,
2: so it's funny. I pulled up the uh, franchise page, and so you had the original that came out in 1988, and it was followed by 13 direct-to-video musical sequels. And it actually – okay, so this is so funny. It had one as recent as 2016 come out. And there was an animated series. And there were video games.
3: So it's like, it spawned a lot. They couldn't all have been good. They're like, oh, man, how am I going to hold all of this money I'm making?
2: <laughs> it's one of those things that if the people behind it heard us, they'd be like, oh, I'm taking my private jet that I made from the Land Before Time movies to go cry over it.
3: <laughs> i my tears with money. <laughs> oh, my God. That reminded
2: me of, um, this is so off track, but the actress who played Precious. In Precious. Did you ever
3: see that movie? I never watched it. I would have cried too much.
2: It was really heartbreaking. It was like nothing went right for this girl. Um, But, you know, they all gave, like, really great performances. Like her, Monique, even Mariah Carey for her small part. But, um, you know, the actress who plays Precious, which I don't know her name, but at the time when Precious came out, obviously, like, her status in Hollywood was kind of blowing up and she's a heavier person and people were getting on her for her weight people were um fans or something or people were just making fun of her for her weight and I think she had a quote that said like oh wow I'm drying my tears with all my millions as I take my private jet to like fucking Hawaii you know and I just thought that was so funny
3: (laughs) Kind of money I desire, what we call "fuck you" money. Fuck you! Oh my
2: god, I can't wait for the day I have "fuck you" money. Like
3: I know, I, I just I don't know, I don't know. I just, but uh, I'm trying to think of who else was like that. I. Uh, by the way, that reminds me. Concern trolling is like more of a newer term that I I'm becoming like familiar with, and it makes sense. Like people that pretend they care like just to like feel like, you know, I'm a longtime fan, but you know, you really should be doing this. And it's like, no, you're kind of a dick. You you kind of probably aren't as sincere as your acting. You're you're concern concerned trolling. Um,
2: yeah, I feel like there's probably examples of that when it comes to Lizzo or Adele. Um, I mean, I feel like any time you have an artist who is a little bit on the heavier side those type of trolls always come right um i understand what you mean like the the cons that's a good one the concern trolls where they're like i just feel for you you know blah 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 and it's like shut the
3: fuck up <laughs> my, my thing is it's like with that kind of money and everything if they had a desire to be any different than they were they would do something about it Which and you, since you- they don't That means that they're perfectly fine being themselves. But I will say, like, in the the object of, like, Chris Farley having, like, I think what happened with Chris Farley is that a lot of the reasons for his drug addiction was feeling bad about himself physically, but he felt like if he lost the weight that people wouldn't think he was funny anymore, like... He felt trapped at that point, and that that could just be how somebody else looked into it, and then I read it, and I'm taking it for facts, so, you know, take that with a grain, but for him, you know, he had a lot of, like, body issues, but felt like he couldn't lose the weight because that was so much of his comedy was being the big guy, like, oh, big guy in a little suit, you know what I mean?
2: Well, I think that was the thing, I mean, I don't know, because, like, Chris Farley was kind of before my time, even though, like, he passed away while I was still alive, I just think, like, his humor, but, um, I think that's how Jonah Hill felt, I think they even made, I think they even made, like, a joke, like, when, in a movie, where they're like, you're not funny anymore, or something like that,
3: and that, that's gotta be hard, like, uh, when you do have kind of, like, like, the dude that did the truffle shuffle, and, uh, oh, what was uh, it, the Goonies, the Goonies, yeah,
2: yeah, I know who you're talking about.
3: Yeah, I do think it's hard, hard when you get typecasts like that. So, like, in those situations, I I understand where maybe they wouldn't drop the weight. But I do think, like, for people that, say, are singers, like, like, Adele got a lot of shit for her weight. And it's like, she seems perfectly happy with herself. But if they ever wanted to lose the weight, people would be just as supportive for them.
2: Well, see, but it's so crazy because, like, Adele, right? Um, and this is like getting into like such a conversation, but adele um like to me i I think she's beautiful, like no matter what you know, yeah. and obviously and obviously, when she was at her heaviest, it was kind of like she was a like symbol for heavier girls, I think, um yeah. and then she lost the weight, and I think she looks great as well. But you get these people who are like kind of angry if you're like, oh my God, Adele looks so great. Congratulations. And they're like, they're like, oh, how dare you say it? Like we need to get rid of this type of conversation. It's like, you know, losing weight is not easy. Like it's not at all. So when you say like congratulations, you're not like really sitting there going like, oh, now you look valid. Now you look pretty. Like no, yeah. that's not at all. It's like congratulations on your journey because like as someone myself who is heavier um losing weight is a fucking bitch so you know like congratulations that you were able to do it um and because she has the money I'm sure she had help as well but that's like apparently people got on Lizzo for saying that she wants to be a little healthier and like she was on stream sipping like a smoothie and apparently she got like hate for it and
3: I'm like what (laughs) what (laughs) It's like into like uh, you know like Stan culture and everything with that. It's like people get. It's kind of like we were watching an anime, right? And mm-hmm. and this dude was like obsessed with like the king, but he wasn't obsessed with the king himself. He's obsessed with the idea of the king, you know. And it's like you worship that ideal and not truly the person themselves. You know what I mean? No, exactly. And I think like maybe some people
2: find it, as you said, as if they're, say, betraying them. Uh, But I don't see, again, I I speak from this as a heavier person, right? Um, It's great when you see someone who looks flawless and, you know, is accepting of themselves and owning themselves and having confidence when they're bigger, because that does help you because there is a lot of fat shaming and there is a lot of people thinking that if you like a lot of people who correlate beauty with being skinny so it's Mm -hmm. like it's great when you have someone like Adele or someone like Lizzo to like show that that is not true but when they lose weight we should also be happy for them because that again is not something that you just wake up one day and go I'm gonna lose some weight and then lose that weight in a day like that's a journey (laughs)
3: yeah no, I agree. I think it's just that you should be happy for people being the way they want to be because if they're yeah. becoming that person, because it's like, it's the same way that if someone, you know, like, okay, like on, I'm trying to remember, I think from like the other end of the spectrum, you know, being so like when I was like extremely underweight, like as a, as a kid and being like. I think like 60, 70 pounds in like the ninth, 10th grade, you know? Mm-hmm. I was like like sorry I was 60 pounds in the sixth grade 70 pounds in seventh grade and then I just kind of stuck around 70 80 for the longest time and I didn't hit 90 until I graduated and I remember how badly I wanted to gain weight because I knew how sickly I looked and I felt bad about myself but then you have people going why would you want to gain weight you know people want to lose weight so why would you want to gain weight and feeling like you're kind of stuck in that way it's like from the opposite end it's like you do get the pressures from people where it's like, oh, you're supposed to want to be skinny, and it's like, no, I just want to be healthy. Well,
2: and I think the only time I ever gave you shit was just like kind of tease you, and you'd be like, I'm so fat now at like a hundred pounds, and I'm like, shut oh, the yeah, fuck I up.
3: Was, <laughs> you, you've never made me feel that way at all. But I'm I mean,
0: just you know why. that I
2: support like how you are, like in getting healthier. I only, I for those who are listening, like I am significantly heavier than Brittany and so I only teased her when she got to like 100 pounds and she'd be like I'm fat and I'm like shut up
3: <laughs> <laughs> like, I know uh, but, uh, but like my, my thing is like I don't want you to feel like you've ever bothered me with that I'm just saying mostly like when I was in school because being over 100 pounds now I I feel good now but I'm just saying like When I wanted to make that change as like a kid, and people being like, "No," or like, like, or people being like, "Oh, I can't wait until you get fat when you're older," and I'm like, "Geez, like, can you just like let me be like a person?"
2: Yeah, there's so much. Um, Like, I don't understand. I'll I'll say really quick before we move on. I have a friend. I'm not going to name her. Her on the podcast because you know I know that she's feeling very uncomfortable about this, but she was very skinny and she looked great don't get me wrong but in the past like year she's gained like a little bit of weight but like she looks great now you know she looks like just so healthy but she's so down on herself for that weight gain and i'm like you look amazing and it's like i really think that everyone's just their worst critic because it's like in my eyes i'm like you look just so great but in her eyes she's like so down about herself so it's like i think the main thing that we need to be is we need to be more accepting of ourselves, and we need to be more accepting of other people and their journeys. That's what I was. No, I,
3: That's what I, 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 I can get on that message. You can get I, on. <laughs> and maybe on another note, some people should mind their own business. Well, that too. I mean, again, like leave fucking Lizzo alone.
2: Like, uh, first of all, smoothies are amazing. Like, I think that was the thing. Like, some. Of- <laughs> Like, smoothies are great. I mean, shit, that doesn't mean, like, she's going to, you know, that doesn't mean anything. (laughs) Like, smoothies are amazing. Like, what are you talking about? I don't know. I want a smoothie. I keep talking about how I want, like, to. Now, I keep saying how I want to, like, sign up for Daily Harvest, but my mind is like, Tia, don't spend the money on that, all right? You're going to pay, like, 50 bucks a month for fruit. That you could just I, go buy I, at the fucking supermarket.
3: <laughs> I will get you a blender. Do you got a blender? I will get you a blender. I have one, but it doesn't work
2: really well, and I don't like using it because it doesn't work very <laughs> well.
3: Oh, My God!
2: I, oh. I should get a new blender. So if you're giving one away, you could send it my way. I'll pay for the shipping. <laughs>
3: It's like, I feel like with this podcast, it's like, come for the uh, movie discussion. Stay for the, uh, for the, uh, the, basically the ideology of two bitches.
2: Yeah, I mean, come on. That's what makes us amazing. But let's move on. <laughs> we are for the movies. <laughs>
3: let's move on. <laughs>
2: But if Daily Harvest is listening, I really need a sponsorship. I guess I'd like some fucking smoothies <laughs> uh, but uh, it's my turn, so what am I going to pick here? What am I going to pick here? Hang on, let me see how many I have to like plan this out. I like planning things out. um me me me. okay, I'm gonna do a classic a classically bad movie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> It's going to be Spider-Man 3. Oh, oh ow,
3: ow. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> so, Ooh. you
2: know, before the MCU and the DCEU and all the U's, right, We like we didn't have a lot of superheroes. We had Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man. And the reason why I think so many of us have Spider-Man is because of Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. I mean, that's the Spider-Man I grew up on. And I think that's right. the Spider-Man that a lot of us grew up on. Um, that was our fucking Spider-Man. Um, and I and I really like Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man, even though I will say that I don't, and this is going to get me, like, canceled by, like, the Spider-Man stands, but I kind of don't think that the original Spider-Man movies hold up that well. I recently rewatched them like a couple of months ago and I was like, Oof. <laughs> and now that you're watching it older, it's almost like laughable that they're like, here's these teenagers in high school. They look 30, but yeah, I, they're, they're, they're teenagers in like... high
3: school. <laughs> um, so, the you know, there's still loads up though. What'd you say? The suit still holds up though. Oh my god! I was just gonna
2: say it though, but of everything, that suit is like the most beautiful suit ever. And I think we talked about that. We did prefer in Tobey Maguire's Spider Man that the webs came from him as opposed to being manufactured.
0: So it's
2: place. like it just makes more sense. But which Nicole? So I, when I was growing up, like I liked the first Spider Man. I liked the second Spider Man. And again, like some of those characters are really great. Like the fact that, you know, uh Doc Ock, you know, from the second Spider Man is coming back for the third it's Tom. Spider-Man, which is great. You know, like and that's the thing. There were great characters in the Spider Man. I just think that they were a little limited to the budget and the effects of its time. I think that's mostly what it was. Um and also I think back then just Hollywood didn't know how to do like superhero movies. They were like, let's just make it the same campy movie that we make everything, but like with you know superhero suits. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, so I like the second one, I like the third, I like the first one, I like the second one, and then the third Toby McGuire one came oh, to theaters. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a dumpster fire! First of all, like Wait, Toby
3: you know emo dancing. I um, thought I thought oh, I thought that was your thing, you.
2: It was so awkward. You could tell that, like, Kristen Dunst didn't even want to do it anymore, and that's actually the reason why they didn't do a fourth one is because Kristen Dunst said that she no longer wanted to play Mary Jane, and it's like you could tell that she had checked out um, in the third one. James Franco was not good in it, and then Tony McGuire looked so, like, washed up. Like, it was a washed-up Peter Parker, and that was, like, such an awkward design and transition for him to just be like all emo as fuck. Um and I didn't like that. And then you had where they were supposed to be introducing Venom. And it looked terrible. Um it looked terrible his whole design of Venom. Like say what you will about the 2018 Venom movie with Tom Hardy. First of all, I thought it was awesome. I saw it when it came out in theaters and I watched it during the pandemic and I was like I still like this movie. I don't see anything wrong with it, um, and I like the fact that Venom in the recent ones is, like, this big, gigantic, fucking scary-ass monster because that's how he, how he should be. But essentially, essentially what they did in Spider-Man 3 was just make him have a Spider-Man suit, and it was black. Like, really, that was it. That's really what it felt like. I just didn't like it at all. Like, the graphics were bad. The acting was bad. The storyline was bad. It was so cringy to even sit there and watch. Um, Yeah, I just really disliked it. And I believe in the third one is when James Franco's character takes up the mantle of Green Goblin and decides to fight against Peter Parker. And it just, it felt like a bunch, it honestly felt like a bunch of actors who were just playing cosplay, Like, to me, that's the amazing thing about the MCU is that all those characters feel so realistic in the roles that they're playing, but these guys just felt as if they literally were just wearing costumes the whole time, which I know, like, that's the reality of what it is, but it's like, the point of acting is to make you as the audience not think that, and they did not accomplish it at all.
3: You know who did hold up, though? Who? Jonah Jameson. He's perfect every time. For,
2: like, that, is, that is the thing. Like, J.K. Simmons is perfect as J. Jonah Jameson, which is why I was so happy to see him at the end of Far From Home. I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Um, when yeah. I saw
3: that happen, I did not know what was going on. I was like, what the fuck? Like, and But that makes sense. That it's almost like that really opens up for a multiverse movie, by the way, like seeing that. Because I didn't think much about it beforehand. But seeing him knowing he's from a different universe, that opens straight up to the multiverse.
2: Well, I'm so excited. Like, I'm so here for this. Like, get weird, you know? The comics are. (laughs) Why are we going to, like, limit ourselves? You know what I'm saying? Like, get fucking weird. Um, WandaVision comes in literally uh, five days. And... Um, it's gonna be weird as hell and I'm so here for it like I'm so excited for this weird ass like world that the MCU is building with WandaVision, Doctor Strange 2 Spider-Man 3 like come at it (laughs) like I love it I love it um but yeah so with uh, so it's so funny it's like with the upcoming Spider-Man 3 um sorry It's like we're going to have all these characters from previous universes come in. And I think it's going to be really awesome. Um, But the original Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire was not awesome. And I heard these, like, rumors not too long ago because I didn't know this because, you know, the Internet wasn't as prevalent back then as it is now. But someone had told me that Sam Raimi, who is the director of the original trilogy, like – got into a fight pretty much with Sony cuz they wanted him to go in a different direction and he didn't want to go in that direction and so he pretty much made Spider-Man 3 as like a fuck you to Sony. But I'm like that's a lot of God. money for like a fuck you movie. That's a I heard who knows how true that is, but um it's can I tell you something that's so funny? Yes, totally. Um, you know there are people out there who are such Spider-Man fans, and then there are people who are such Sam Raimi fans. Like you think Zack Snyder has a cult, like Sam Raimi kind of has a cult as well.
3: What's the Sam Raimi done.
2: Um, he's done a lot of like horror movies actually. Um, right. so but he did the original trilogy, like all the Tobey Maguire movies, right? And so. You'll have these people online who absolutely love what Sam Raimi did with Tobey Maguire and they hate Tom Holland's Spider-Man because they're like, it's not Sam Raimi's vision. And, you know, John Watts, who is the director of the Tom Holland ones, right? They'll be like, oh, John Watts can't do what Sam Raimi does. And then you'll have some people who are like, oh, this is why Sam Raimi's was better than the MCU. Fuck the MCU, like Sam Raimi. Um, is so above that type of childish shit. You know, like, just the typical, like, bullshit you hear about people who don't like the MCU. Well, yeah. it was announced, like, during the summer last year, I forget when, that Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange too. So I'm like, Sam Raimi must have saw the dollar signs for MCU and was like, oh, shit, I want to be in this. And I was like, I just kind of thought that that was, like, so funny for, like, the stands who sat there and say, like, oh, Sam Raimi would never do anything like the MCU, and I'm like, he's gonna direct the second Doctor Strange. Right.
3: Oh, I-, I feel like I'm excited.
2: I'm excited for the whole thing. I'm excited for WandaVision. I have to, I don't know if I can say
3: this on air, but,
2: give you my Disney Plus login!
3: Uh- <laughs> Makes me think of, like, what people, like, have you seen, like, in movies, like, when a drug deal goes down and they, like, like take each other's hands like oh what's up man and they like switch the drugs that was like you basically yelling hey yo yo what's up dude I got drugs you wanna you wanna take it out of my hand yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly but I'm excited for us to watch WandaVision like um okay. it it comes out on the 15th and it's going to premiere with two episodes as opposed to one so that's gonna be exciting again what we're finally gonna have Marvel content again
3: I was excited for, uh, what's his name? Is it BD Davis on Twitter? Yes. And he said he was like, I just spoke to Wanda. And I was like, oh, you uh, "It's that so like getting around. He's
2: busy. He's so busy, but good for him, man. Like, that's what I aspire to be. So, what'd you say? I said he's hustling. He's hustling, but I'm so pumped, like. Just, um, I'm excited for the whole story with WandaVision, you know, seeing, which, can, you know, someone pointed out that it's actually, like, really sad, because obviously the commercials are, like, really fun and wonky and funny, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But, like, the whole thing is, like, poor Wanda just having, like, a mental break and envisioning a world where her and, like, Vision are together. That's so sad. It's really sad and I'm like, oh, poor Wanda. Like that's all gonna be taken from her. What'd you say? Oh, no. That's a poor baby. That's sad. I know. I'm still excited to watch it though. But um so yeah, so Spider Man three is my number five. Brittany, what's your number four?
3: I'm gonna go with the Transformer series. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, this is how we became friends, by the way, it was through Transformers. And I remember, by the way, I have to have to let you note. Know, I have never in my point, besides when we took the photo up op- photos, right? Have never been so excited for anything so much in my life that I've almost passed out. <laughs> That's why I still feel bad for annoying the shit out of you when we in the photo up. I was like, I'm helping. And you're like, you're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I'm, you know, when I very first was, like, in the movie theater, I do not remember what we were watching. And I sat there, and I saw the Transformer thing, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, as soon as the thing showed, like, I think they were on the moon, and it was, like, some kind of symbol or something, and it happened. I remember I was, like, sick. And, by the way, my mom hated how much I loved Transformers at first. Because I think it's, like, I was going through an awkward face anyways. And she's like, oh, no, she's about to be alienated more. You know, like, protective mom shit, right? Mm-hmm. And she already knew. And I remember, like, I was looking at her, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited about it. But if I talk about it, she's going to, like, chew my butt. And I remember, like, Mom knew how excited about, about it. I wish she let me go on about for, like, an hour. And she was like like I just think she knew how much I was about to explode. And you know, the first movie it was all right. You know, it for me I, I would they could've shit on a plate and I would have been like, gee, thank you, this is amazing You know. <laughs> Excited for Transformers. I was a kid. I I think I was like probably in junior eye when it came out and I was just like, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> because yeah, you had ratchet you had ironhide you know you have the greats in it right but uh I, I after that point where the initial excitement i was like yeah but i mean did you take a kid that had like read deeply the like the multiple wars of like cybertron and like the war between autobots and decepticons and you know like you know even down to like what is the uh but, but not international greeting. No, I can't think of it. The uh the universal greeting of Ba Weep, a Weep, nini Bong. Like oh, you know how much I love Transformers. And just like watching them like pull shit out that didn't make sense, like Revenge of the Fallen or, you know, all these things. You know, I did enjoy Lockdown coming in. I thought Lockdown's accent was cool and seeing him as the bounty hunter because that was definitely something not very touched upon in a lot of like the animated series, but it was just I don't know. It was just it was it was as uh much of a uh train wreck as the fucking explosions that Michael Bay throws in at random points and trying to throw in human love interests that we don't care about. Michael Bay just seems as
2: if he didn't know at all what Transformers was about because it literally at some point became just explosions. But um I saw the – like, I remember seeing the first Transformers, and I don't think it blew me away necessarily, but I I thought it was cool, right? Because it's like, oh, my God, you're seeing, like, the Transformers, you know, um, in live action pretty much, and I thought that was cool. But (sighs) I want to say that – Oh, my God, where am I going with this? Oh, watching Transformers Prime is what really, like, got me into Transformers. I was like, you know, you can make them look cool as hell. You can give them such a great personality, such a great lore. It focuses primarily on the actual fucking Transformers. And then I read the comics where it's all, you know, the Transformers, no humans. And it's like, this is so great. And then to see that, like... I think what it wasn't um I don't think it was the second Transformers, I think it was the third Transformers movie I saw, right? And literally I could not tell apart one Decepticon. Like I didn't even know who Megatron was at one point. I was like, Oh, that's who he is? Like yeah. because they made them all look the same, like all these silver um, robots and it's like that's not how it is in a cartoon that's not how it is in the movies like each one has its own distinct look and you didn't get any of that in the actual movie I mean even like the Decepticons were the worst of all because you yeah, really couldn't tell them the same. all look the same but the Autobots too I mean really the only person that person well the only transformer you could tell apart was Optimus Prime
3: didn't they get, like, Rodimus, like, an Australian accent or something? I don't know. All the accents, by the way, were all over the place. But and I also um, felt that they were really,
2: like, stereotypical sometimes. Like, didn't they have um, Autobots that, like, clearly, like, I don't know. They, they had, like, some that I felt were, like, playing into, like, the stereotypical of, like, what that person was. And I didn't and like no, that I, either.
3: Well, um, I was going to say, too, like, the reason me and Tia loved Transformers, by the way, is because I, uh, I, wasn't it like I was writing, I think, fan fiction with someone else, and you really liked the story, and you messaged me, and then we just started writing together, and that's how me and Tia became friends. That is how
2: uh, Brittany and I became friends. I, um, Paulie introduced me to Transformers Prime, and we loved watching, and this was before Paulie and I lived together, right? So I <laughs> would... I would go over to Paulie's apartment. We would like, to us, watching Transformers Prime was as if watching one big movie. I mean, we just sat down and just continued to watch, and it. it was such this amazing story. And so, of course, once we were done with it, I'm like, I want more, and I went online, searched on fan fiction, saw Brittany's uh, stories, which were really well done, and messaged her and. As they say, the rest is history.
3: Which she is a way better writer, and she stuck with it way more than I have. I'm, I'm lazy as shit if you can't tell. <laughs> Stop. But, um,
2: yeah, no, I mean, I thought that the Transformers sequels were crap. Um, at Polly's some point, it just felt like such friends. a cash grab.
3: I didn't mean to interrupt. Polly's the reason we're friends. Oh, no. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <Polly>. exactly <laughs> if it weren't for if it weren't for Polly showing me transformers prime you and i would have never been friends
3: oh that's sad but also <laughs> happy that's <why laughs> I, I didn't mean to try and i was just like having that realization after all these years like holy shit
2: <laughs> exactly exactly um but yeah the sequels are bad um i Saw the one with John Cena, and I thought it was okay. I liked it better. It was a lot better. Yeah, I liked it better than the Shia LaBeouf ones because I hated that. Like the first two was Megan Fox, and then they like got rid of Megan Fox, and they brought like some other chicken, and I was like, I don't care. And like this was like peak Shia LaBeouf whiny acting days. So it just really like I think I hated Shia LaBeouf because of these movies. Um, I didn't see Bumblebee though, but I heard it was really good.
3: It was so good. So 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 good. So good. Like I what what movie wait, what movie did you say that you saw that wasn't so bad? I thought the John Cena one wasn't bad. Like no it wasn't like the
2: like it was in comparison to the second and third Transformers with Shia LaBeouf in it. I thought that the John Cena one was kind of refreshing.
3: It was Bumble- John Cena was in Bumblebee.
2: Wait, then what am I thinking
3: of? No, oh my
2: God. Do you know who I'm thinking about? I'm thinking about the fucking War- Mark Wahlberg one. Which I didn't <laughs> think was that bad. I didn't think and again, in comparison to <sighs> in comparison to the second and third one with Shia LaBeouf, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, I forgot that John Cena was in Bumblebee. John Cena (laughs) is getting into acting, and I'm kind of here for it.
3: I'm kind of here for it. By the way, you have to watch Bumblebee. It's so much better. Like, yeah, they still focused on humans, but at least you could tell. Like, By the way, I thought this dude was Starscream, though, because he looked like Starscream from the Armada series. And I was so confused, but it was actually Blitzwing. And I was like, oh, my God, we're seeing Blitzwing again? <laughs> well, it's like, that's what I loved about the. again
2: I know I keep going to Transformers Prime but I loved everything about Transformers Prime I love the way R.C. looked Bumblebee, Optimus I love the freaking storyline I love the voice acting like Transformers Prime was so awesome and like that finale that finale was beautiful
3: it was beautiful Transformers Prime was dope as
2: shit. I wonder if it's still on Netflix.
3: I think it is. I don't know. I don't know if, like, the Beast one was still on there, though. That was kind of terrible. <laughs> that, that was terrible. They should have just left it off. Like, spoiler alert. I was like, oh, yeah, Megatron, like, recognizing the errors of his ways. Yeah,
2: I, it was just, like, It was just good, Transformers Prime. Like, Transformers Prime was, like, awesome. I wish they would have continued that with the art style as well. Because I think they did do, then, like, a sequel series, but the art style wasn't the same. And to me, like, the art style of Transformers Prime is really what sold
3: it to me. I know, I agree. I agree. I I enjoyed it, too.
2: But um, I agree with you saying that the Transformers sequels were just crap. Because, again... My, I Like, I don't know why they keep giving Michael Bay movies. I don't
3: think he's that good. Like, everything's the same. I feel like he's got deep ties or something. He's pulling some strings.
2: I just, I don't know. Like, don't give him, you know, he ruined Transformers. Um, I never really was the biggest fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it looked like he did crap with them. Um, and I think I've heard that they were bad. So it's like, why are you giving Michael Bay these like beloved franchises?
3: I think that's like also it sparked a conversation over bestiality with them because I think like they were like hooking up with humans or something. I don't know if they're hooking up, but like romantic interest. <laughs> oh and God. I feel like, <laughs> like some tra- transformer romance because at least they're like humanoid, but I'm like, they're still turtles. Can we talk about that there's still still turtles, Tia?
2: That's really creepy. I don't even want to envision that. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, I'm going to get number three. And, again, I think that this was just, like, a disappointing sequel. Um, and it's the one that I'm actually going to be talking about this week. And it's Wonder Woman
3: 1984.
2: Oh, shit. Um, so, it? I really wanted to love Wonder Woman 1984. When the trailer came out, the trailer was just beautiful. Um I was so I I don't think I've been excited for a DC movie like I was for Wonder Woman 84 with that trailer. I mean, it was just so gorgeous. It was so powerful. I was like this has the making to really just be fucking phenomenal. Um I mean I liked the first Wonder Woman movie out of everything. I mean, you know me; I like Suicide Squad. I could recognize its faults, but I like Suicide Squad. But I think the first Wonder Woman movie was like the best DC movie out of the current, you know, d c e u And Gail,
3: it's amazing.
2: Yeah, I mean, Gail Gadot is great in it. It's this just wonderful story of this powerful Amazonian, uh, visiting as they call it, the land of man, uh, for the first time, uh, during like world war two essentially. And it's, it's great. It is a really good movie. And I always thought that like Gail Godot's wonder woman was the best thing out of say Batman versus Superman, the justice league. Like she always stood out. So you know, I love the direction that they seemingly were going with with 1984. I mean, you had it during the 80s, which is great, anything in the 80s, which, though, I have to say, after watching it, it's like, are the 80s becoming saturated? Like, with our, you know, we love, seeing, we love seeing movies and TV shows taking place in the 80s, and I feel like at this point it's becoming oversaturated. And I feel like Wonder Woman 84 is a great example for that because its whole, like, tacky sort of vibe that it gave like oh look the tacky 80s it just didn't work you have uh, you have wonder woman who you know it just oh god i mean
3: all right so i lived some words for the bullshit that was this movie so in the tra- so i'm not spoiling anything but
2: in the trailer we know that steve trevor comes back and steve trevor for you that may not know from the first movie steve trevor is Diana Prince's lover but he dies at the end of the first Wonder Woman and in the trailer for Wonder Woman 84 we saw that Steve Trevor was back and it's like huh how is he back the way they explain how he's back in the second one is so loose and so far fetched but Diana for being as smart as she is I mean she's an Amazonian she's a warrior and now she's been you know on earth in the land of man for you know about 40 something years at this. Point she, um, in the movie now works as like some archaeologist scientist. So she's a smart person, right? Oh. But she she completely overlooks like the like red flags of Steve Trevor being back. Just as she's like, oh my god, my love is back, and it's like it's so. Even like, though
3: it's like human, like like for him, probably looking the way he does, he should be an old man. Well, it's just it's not. It's not even that. Like,
2: you don't care that I spoil it. You're probably not even going to watch it. You didn't watch the first one.
3: Uh, probably not. Only probably for, uh, oh, what's his name from Mandalorian?
2: Patriot H- H- Pascal. He was really good. I'll say he was really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't feel like this is too much of a spoiler, but if people are listening, you don't want a spoiler, spoiler alert. Um, Steve Trevor comes back, but he doesn't come back in Steve Trevor's body. We're seeing Steve Trevor as the Steve Trevor that we know, and I think they just did that for the, like, movie sake. But they explain that Steve Trevor is back in someone else's body. So the person that Diana is seeing is someone else entirely who's just saying that they're Steve Trevor, even though we as the audience are seeing him as Chris Pine. Doesn't make sense
3: at all. So they're using his body... As a host, basically. He's
2: using some other guy's body as a host.
3: Okay.
2: Yeah, so there's that, and then I, you know, like, Kristen Wiig was okay as the villain Cheetah, but I think the CGI looked fucking awful, and it's convenient that the rest of the movie is in broad daylight in bright-ass sun, but the moment that Diana has to fight against Cheetah, it's in, like, fucking pitch black because the CGI of Cheetah was so terrible. What did you say? (laughs)
3: I'm just laughing, because you're, like, just the way you're explaining it, it's, like, funny.
2: Well, again, like, the whole movie is, like, bright as hell, but then that one moment that they have to fight with each other, it's in the dead of night, so it's, you know, just, it wasn't hidden, how obvious it was, but, so you have that, and um, the plot line was pretty loose, but... It was just disappointing. You had, like, moments where you're in, like, really intense battle and, like, Diana takes moments where it's like she's having this, like, emotional little episode and it's it didn't feel like it was timed correctly. Um, yeah. I will say that I really did like Pedro Pascal in it. Um, again, the plot for his character wasn't, say, the strongest um, and I think that's the problem with just DC movies in general now. It's just they don't feel like a strong script. But I'll remain that Pedro Pascal acted circles around everyone in that movie. I mean, he took whatever was in that script and fucking ran with it. Um, hey, he gave a performance, but I've seen the criticism, and I agree that what his character, like his character, is supposed to be the villain of the story, but it really wasn't like a villain. It was, um, they. I think in that case they fell into. Remember Ant Man the Wasp with with Ghost, and it's, yeah, like,
3: it's like they're kind of unwitting. It's kind of manipulated. Yada yada. Yeah.
2: But they're not really the villain, you know. It's not really a villainous thing, you know. And at yeah. the end, they're not really a villain. Like that's how it felt with Pedro Pascal. It was like all this noise for not really a villain. Um, so there was that, and I just I don't know. I, I didn't like the fight scenes. I didn't think the fight scenes were that great. Um, they all and it's like not to compare not to compare it to the MCU, right? Because obviously with the MCU, you have Thor and Captain America and you have Captain Marvel. You have things that, you know, you have super-powered beings that are obviously against, you know, like what we know in reality. But I feel like they at least try and keep some things like, like with physics and Wonder Woman and DC decides to say fuck physics and just throw it to like the wind like there's certain things that just look so unrealistic and you're like a human being wouldn't be able to do that and it's like I don't care that she's an Amazonian and she's powerful like you, sh- it's still not realistic and so that those are the things you know I just I don't know I don't like it
3: <laughs> no I agree I, I completely understand why you wouldn't like it I mean I
2: would still suggest seeing it um cause I feel like There's a lot of potential there. I think Gail Godot is a good Wonder Woman. I think Patty Jenkins is a good director. I just think whoever is writing their script needs to be fired. Um, And just needs like someone else. They're
3: not doing them any favors.
2: They're not doing them any favors when it's, you have things around, you have an idea, you have something that's like really good. Um, And I think for the third Wonder Woman, they just need a stronger script because I was very disappointed with Wonder Woman 1984. So, yeah. But it's on HBO Max right now, and I still suggest people check it out because maybe you'll disagree with me. Some people really loved it. Some people really hated it. I wouldn't say that I hated it. Um, I'm going to give it more constructive criticism than simply going, it was awful. Um, Because, believe me... Nothing is more awful than Batman versus Superman in justice League, all right like chill oh chill out, hold your fucking horses
3: I wanted to fight a j by the way because he was like like being critical of uh Superman versus Batman, you know about like oh Frank Castle and the Matt Murdoch scene right. But mm-hmm. my thing was he's like, oh, it's only average to me, and I'm like, you call this at <laughs> least average? Like, no, not, not, not about like, uh, Punisher and stuff. He was saying that Batman versus Superman was average to him, and I was like, you still consider this average? It like, was it was just, What's it was bad, do you? It was bad, and you know, it's like, I, I like bullshit right i i like things that people go god brit really like really that that's your standard i've been known to do that yeah me that and suicide squad <laughs> God. no no i was just saying it, uh, it was awful
2: it was so bad it was so bad and you have people that like think it was a masterpiece and i'm like If these movies were such masterpieces, why is Zack Snyder keep having to, like, promise that there's another cut out there? Or why does he have to release another cut? Because they had Batman vs. Superman. Apparently there's a director's cut of fucking Batman vs. Superman. And I'm like, get it right the first time, bro. (laughs)
3: We'll come back to refilm it if you had so much stuff.
2: Oh, you know me. I will continue to say. Everyone's like, see, we told you the Snyder Cut existed. I'm like, no, it doesn't, because before Zack Snyder said that It was done. He would even show clips, like, of uh, pictures of film reels and say that it was done. It was there. It's just ready for release. And as soon as Warner Brothers is like, okay, you can release it. He's like, yeah, but I'm going to need, like, $30 more million and ask all of the actors to come back to film more scenes. And, you know, I'm going to need the FX people to come in and, like, do more work and shit like that. I'm like, so it's not done. You had some scenes filmed, which is how the filming process goes. I don't think people realize this. There's always going to be deleted scenes. That's just what it is. So you just have a bunch of deleted scenes, and now you have to film more scenes. Your film was not done. There is no Snyder Cut right now. Uh, It's just you filming another
3: fucking movie. I know. And it's like I hate being critical because I do know that people really love those movies. I just, for me, I I feel like we're not seeing the same movie. You know what I mean?
2: we're not seeing the same movie i watch it and i'm like we are not watching this through the same pair of eyes i don't mean to be critical it's just that i think that like they're so unrealistic like with things you know um that's my one thing is that it's just not being real i, I don't know i don't fucking know but um right. Brittany, let's get down to our bottom two what's your number two here
3: Sorry, I I, I I got caught off guard. I, I had a kitten step on my face. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Uh it was whiskey, the the kitten that likes to sleep on top of my face when I'm sleeping and bite my cheeks. No. Yeah, so um I have my number one, but is it gonna bother you? I'm trying to make sure it's not your number one. Uh starts with an M? No. Okay. I'm gonna go with Milan too oh yeah i was gonna
2: put this but then i realized i never saw it and it's so it's like should i even go into
3: it <laughs> no it's like okay so you know we have the original milan which is all about like oh you know her overcoming you know the gender stereotypes her father all these things right Mm-hmm. it was we still sing I'll make a man out of you and as Tia said she always cries at the end of Milan every single time like, like it's just that good but the second one was so lackluster like do you ever see like Milan was so beautifully animated right like just so fluid like and this was in a time where, like, they weren't, you know, doing the CGI stuff or, like, the 3D shading. It was still hand-drawn, right? Yeah. At least I believe yeah. it was. But you could tell with Milan too, they were, like, they were lazy they were it They were lazy. Like, even when, like, the colors are, like, weirdly muted, like, mm-hmm. not exactly the way it should be, you know, the, everything's a little... It, it just, it looks like when people go... We have Milan. Uh, Mom, I want Milan. We have Milan at home. The Milan at home was Milan too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: but um, you know, it's the story about like, oh, they're supposed to be getting married. By the way, I can't remember Milan's love interest name off the top of my head. Isn't it, it Shane? It, or something Shane. I'm going to it up. It. Look I don't up. know why. I, Balan's name and Mushu and the cricket and you know all that. But I just can't remember his name off the top of my head. But they're like supposed to be getting married and like they're realizing like that they're not very compatible in the sense of, like, he's like, oh, they're like, like, how many kids do you want? And he's like, oh, as many as we can. And she's like, oh, maybe one. You know, like, they have, like, different, like, life interests. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: they're realizing, yeah, this brought us together, but are we really compatible? And they end up, like, like somewhere in the movie, they're supposed to, like, deliver these three princesses uh, to, I I think... I think they're three princesses, but I don't know. It's just such a jumble. Like, I like that they made, like, where the three, the, the like, the trio from the last movie, I can't remember their name now, but uh, where they actually, like, marry for true love and all of that. And then the end, line nearly gets married off to basically, like, a kid. And, and I don't know. It's just it's weird. There's so much to it, and none of it's good. And mm-hmm. It's like when people are like, maybe if I throw more uh, disgusting spices into this food, it'll eventually be good. And it's like, no, 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 you should no, no, start no. over. So um,
2: the captain, it was Captain Li Shang. Um, and the three guys were Yao, Ling, and Chen Po. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly. But does that, like, ring any bells?
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Those three are the ones that were, like, supposed to be getting married, and they fall in love with these girls that they're supposed to deliver. You know, don't deliver, like in the sense of, like, they're captive, but in the sense they're supposed to protect them. And I don't know. It's just so much to you. And none of it's good. And none of
2: it's good. You know how I feel about the first Mulan. We talk about it all the time. Uh, Mulan is like my Silence of the Lambs. I will talk about it whenever I can <laughs> But talking about how like beautifully animated Mulan was, I mean, remember the scene when Mulan is at a crossroad trying to determine who she is, and she has the song, you know, you know, who is that girl I see? All right, I'm gonna start crying. Um, but you know how like, you know how like beautiful that like scene is where she's looking and she's wiping away the makeup from her face, and it was just like such this gorgeous scene. So it's like I can't imagine um, not having gorgeous animation. I mean, I think that uh, they really try to, like, you know, captivate the beauty of, say, like, the Chinese text, the the clothing, the environment. You know, they really try to capture that. So to think about the fact that they wouldn't do that in a second one is just so... Like, that's not honoring the story and the culture that you were trying to honor in the first
3: one. No, I agree. It just, I don't know, it's such a a cash grab, like, taking a beautiful movie and being like, you know what? You know what we should do? And and I also didn't need to see, like, Mulan with, like, you know, with
2: her man, right? It's like, we we understood at the end of the first Mulan, it was alluded that... You know they were gonna like maybe start a romance, and it's like I'm fine in my head thinking about that, but for you to show it, it's like and, and again maybe like it's a real it's a little realistic where it's like maybe they don't necessarily know everything about each other because their entire you know knowledge of each other was when Mulan was pretending to be a guy. So it's like I get that, but I don't need to see it.
3: <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel like I, I didn't need any of that. I mean, no, I agree.
2: <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I I don't know. The first Mulan was so good. I just don't think that it should have been touched. I didn't think it needed a sequel. It didn't it certainly didn't need a live action remake where they pretty much got rid of everything that made the movie great. <laughs> but yeah, no. No, 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 no.
3: No, I agree. Uh I still I I have a cat on my head now. I, I legitimately have a cat on my face now. I, I'm sorry if I sound funky. Uh, I just I literally had a kitten trying to smother me. They love they, you. They just want to hang out with you. I, I, I guess so. They're like, baby, we know that Mulan 2 makes you so sad, and you're dealing with <laughs> a lot right now. But I'm here for you. I'm but here I'm for not- you, dude. You're
2: giving me slow blinks and everything. Yeah, freaking Mulan 2, 1010, don't recommend. Um, (laughs) I wouldn't do it. Just watch the first Mulan movie. It's amazing. The songs are great. The story's great. And let me know if you cry during the end like I do. (laughs) Is that like a weird thing for me to cry during that? I cry every
3: time. (laughs) Ansley uh, crying. Uh, you loved her enough to let her go. <laughs> and I just like, say that makes of Ansley. It just cracks me up so much. Well, I always cry where I'm like, <laughs> she saved China. <laughs> she saved China. <laughs> China will know your name. Oh, my
2: God. Stop. I can't. I can't. (laughs) It's so it's so powerful. It's
3: so powerful. I can't. Oh,
2: I love that. I love the whole entire movie. I even, like, that's the thing. It's, like, I love every song in that movie. Like, even when, like, the matchmaker is, like, telling her how terrible she is. Like, I love the whole entire fucking thing, you know? And I love all the characters in that
3: movie. Amazing. The matchmaker was so freaking mean. So mean. So mean. I'm like, Jesus. Okay. She so She find herself a man, so maybe she'd be less of a bitch. It's like, oh, my gosh, she doesn't know how to, like,
2: pour the tea correctly. Jesus Christ. Jesus
3: <laughs> Christ. <laughs>
2: oh That's what the woman, like, made it seem like. Like, oh, you don't know how to pour tea correctly? Psh, you're going to be single forever. You're,
3: you're worthless. You brought dishonor to your family because you don't know how to pour tea? I'd be like, lady, I'm going to need you to calm down for five fucking seconds, please. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need gonna you to dial worthless. it back rasp your tits and, like, contain them. Maybe,
2: as you said, maybe the matchmaker needs to get laid, and then she would have been better.
3: (laughs) You know what? i hold to that. that. I can agree with that. That's a message I can get on board with. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so... Uh, I agree. Mulan
2: 2 definitely deserves to be on this list. We have gone through almost all of our top ten worst movie sequels. We are down to the number one, as we always do. Let's name off what we got until we get there. So, we have The Son of the Mask, Sex in the City 2, Little Mermaid 2, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, um. Some of the Land Before Time sequels. Oh, Spider-Man
3: Some.
2: Oh, uh, Spider-Man 3. Uh, pretty much all of the Transformers sequels. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Mulan 2, and we have the number one, and so it's been a really long time since I've seen this, and it was fucking awful. This one, I will say, was trash. This is trash. Um, oh, so I'm not going to remember a whole lot of it. Just know it was fucking trash, and it's Grown Ups 2. Um, oh,
3: man, I've seen Grown Ups, but I didn't know they made a second one. Don't ever oh.
2: subject yourself to it. Don't ever subject yourself to no, it. No. So.
3: I saw Grown Ups what what'd you say? Uh, No, I I, I was just in uh, great displeasure that they made another one. Okay, so I saw
2: Grown Ups 1, and I thought it was amazing. I thought it was funny as shit. I thought everyone was hilarious. You had all these like great comedic entity entities. That sounds so fucked up. These great <laughs> comedic like people in the <laughs> Like people in one movie. I mean, okay, I gotta look up the actual cast. Lady, can you like back away for a fucking second? Mommy's doing things.
3: Uh, i right? are having like animal issues
2: today, Tia. She's like, let me try and climb you. And it's like, no, hang on. I wanna look up grown ups. No, don't you dare give me the second one. Fuck that movie. Grown-ups 1, asshole.
3: <laughs> That's how angry I am with this movie. What'd you say? Because Repression Mary has been a while since I've seen Grown-ups. Is that the one where it's like, what's wasted? Well, it's when you really want ice cream. I want to get chocolate wasted. Um,
2: It's like... It was just, uh, um, so in like Grown Ups, right? You have like Adam Sandler, Kevin James, Chris Rock, David Spade, Rob Schneider, fucking you know Sam Hayek, Maya Rudolph, fucking Steve Buscemi. You have like all these like hilarious fucking people in it, right? And so the first Grown Ups to me, at least, I I laughed so hard. I thought it was so funny. Um, you know, it's all like these got like you know these guys that are just big fucking children right um hilarious and then they did the second one i was so excited for the second one because the first one was great and i'm like i'm ready to laugh again i'm ready for a great comedy i don't know what that dumpster fire was but it was a fucking dumpster fire and again i virtually don't remember anything about it but i remember my mom and i watched it and we were like This was awful. It really was the definition of a cash grab where they were just capitalizing on the fact that Grown Ups 1 was so successful. And they said, let's make a second one because we'll capture that same exact lightning in a bottle. And they did not. It was like put gasoline on it, set it on fucking fire. I hated this movie so badly. It was like I will never get that time back that I wasted on actually watching it.
3: Was it one of those movies that you wish that you could get a refund on if they were able to do it? Oh, yeah. 100%.
2: I would have gotten a refund on that movie because it's like, it was so bad. It was so bad. Like, to me, like, I find... I no, Just,
3: no, it was fucking terrible.
2: I There are three movies that I can think of off the top of my head that wasted my time so badly that... I actually am mad at the time that it wasted, and it's grown-ups too, Batman versus Superman. And I don't know if you ever watched the movie AI, but um, it was this movie that came out, like, years and years and years ago, right? Those three movies, like, I'll never get those hours back, and that's frustrating. (laughs) Like, that's how bad they were.
3: Like like at the end of your life, if you could like remove like all the bad movies you watched from your memory in turn for like extra hours of life on your like life expectancy, you're like I'd do it I would do it one hundred percent,
2: oh my God, did you ever watch that movie that came out years ago called in time
3: I don't think so, but I think I know what you're talking about
2: it was really quick it's this movie it didn't do very well and it say wasn't the best movie but i liked the concept a lot of it um and killian murphy was in it so you know but it's this whole movie where instead of um using money as currency you use time as currency and it's yeah, the
3: thing like about. yeah
2: Yeah, so it's, like, once you turn 25, suddenly, like, you have, like, a clock, and it's, like, you can re-up that clock, or you use that clock to pretty much, like, like, if you go get a coffee, it's, like, oh, okay, that's four minutes, and it's, like, you know, so in the movie, it's, like, literally, um, you taking a bus could, you know, get you down to, like, so much time that you could actually fucking die, right, so it's, like, to me... (laughs) These movies are, like, if we paid in time as currency, these movies would have killed me. Because it would have (laughs) drained the time I had.
3: Workers would be fucking just, like, dead. Like, with the, like, amount of how much things cost there. Like, it would be (laughs) no joke. I like the concept of the
2: movie. I'm sure that that's probably on a list or two of, like, bad movies. But I was, like, the concept was good there. Maybe the execution wasn't the best, but... The concept was pretty cool. Um, I feel
3: like the concept had something to be desired. I thought
2: so. There was like a scene where, like, you know, just Justin Timberlake was in it, and he was waiting for his mom at the bus stop, but it's like she didn't have a whole lot of time. Left on her and it's like either she walk home, but that would have taken a long time Or she takes the bus and everything. And it's like, but that cost her time. So the time she like got off the bus, it's like she barely had any time. She was like running towards Justin Timberlake because you can transfer time to people. And yeah. it's like they're running towards each other so that like he could transfer time to her, but it's like she's running out of time, and literally just as she gets him, her clock hits zero, and no. she just.
3: Punches.
2: Oh my god! I see. I thought it was good. I thought there was good concepts to there. So anyway, um, I just don't even want to talk about grown ups too because it was so bad.
3: was <laughs> bad. It sounds bad.
2: So, yeah, Grown Ups 2 was awful. I really have nothing else to say about it other than I think it's probably one of the worst, if not the worst, sequel to a hilarious movie. This is not like this was a sequel to an okay movie. To me, I thought Grown Ups 1 was hilarious. It, like, was at the heyday of all of these, like, funny comedians. Like, Adam Sandler was still funny in this, right? Right. Chris Rock was funny, Kevin James was hilarious, Davis Spade, even Rob Snyder was funny. You know, it's like you had all these like hilarious like former SNL comedians and it's like they still got it. And by the time Grown Ups Two came, it was like either the script wasn't there or maybe they don't got it anymore.
3: <laughs> oh, that is sad. I hope they still got it. Well That I don't movie know. didn't show it.
2: Well, I mean, we talked about Adam Sandler where he like does all his shit comedies now, and Kevin James seems to be in those shit comedies. And I feel like Chris Rock is moved. Chris Rock is doing the thing that like Jordan Peele is doing. He's moving on to like more serious stuff. Um, Chris Rock was in the latest season of Fargo, and I think Chris Rock surprisingly is like starring and directing in an upcoming Saw movie. So I really
3: like. I really like him. I'm glad to see him kind of coming back into the light again. Well, see,
2: see, that's why I love that. Like, maybe, you know, because I think he's always going to be funny, but it's like instead of trying to keep doing those and running them into the ground, it's like if he wants to explore more serious stuff, I'm okay with it because – Jordan Peele is a prime example of someone who you would have never expected. You're like, oh, the guy from Key and Peele who's just funny is making horror movies, but then he did it, like, really well. So there's something with comedians that they can dig deep into that shit. We talked about in our last podcast. There's something with comedians. They can dig deep into, like, a dark, you know, spell. So if, like, Chris Rock can do that, I'm so here for it. Um, So, yeah.
3: like the depression aspect of things. It's like a lot of comedians deal with so much. Mm-hmm. You have to imagine they can pull on that for those roles.
2: Yeah. So I'm excited that Chris Rock too is having this like you know, this reemergence of his career because I think he's really talented. I also think his stand up is just funny as fuck. Like there was a while that I was like driving to work just listening to his stand up, so um but yeah. Grown-ups, too. Uh, Brittany, this is our list. Um, do you have any honorable mentions before we
3: wrap everything up? Uh, not that I can think of. I ended up not doing Return of Jafar. I just felt like they didn't have Robin Williams in that movie, I don't believe. I feel like they had somebody else that uh, did the voice acting for him like because he wouldn't return for it.
2: But then I think he returned for the third one, and I think that's why maybe the third one felt better. I don't know. Maybe
3: so. Maybe so.
2: Um, The only thing I had left on my list was Thor the Dark World because I thought that was terrible, but not that, like, the first Thor was that great either. So. Yeah.
3: I agree. I agree. I agree. I concur.
2: But I concur. But um,
3: Brittany? I
2: really enjoyed this top 10. I had a lot of fun. I think that we did a great job on our list. Um, yeah, this uh, this was a great one. So I'm happy about it. Before we wrap everything up, why don't you let everyone know where they can find you, what you're doing, and all that good stuff.
3: I was going to say, you can find me always at, twi- on tw- at Twitch, on Twitch, at Uh itty bitty I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley. I played In Silence, which is a game where I always have my mic on, and if the monster hears me, I die. And which is played by another uh, player, like IRL. And so a lot of fun is trying to get me to talk and die in the game. So that's been fun. Uh, working on getting my YouTube channel started up, so I can eventually start. Making those moves there, but uh, but yeah, that's where you can find me or Twitter at itty bitty brit zero. Please make sure you guys
2: check that out. Brittany is a very dedicated streamer who dedicates a lot of time. If she was in the movie In Time, um, she would be, you know, doing a lot of time for you guys. So you know, just let let okay. you know her her clock would be diminishing of all the time <laughs> that she spends. <laughs> No, seriously, please make sure you check her out. I um, hop on when I can. Um, I love especially your cooking simulators. I think they're hilarious. So make sure you check that out. Um, But as for me. You can check me out, of course, at GeekFivesNation.com. Um, You know, just make sure you check us out there. It has links to all of our social media accounts, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Please, I wanted to say please make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Geekfives Podcast. We are rising in listeners was surprisingly due to the analytics I read that um, like 90% of people who are watching are not subscribed. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, please, uh, for more amazing content. Please, uh, we have the top tens. We do. I do tea time with Tia. We have Geek Vibes live. We got plenty of interviews. I personally recently just interviewed Ashley Reyes, who plays Cordelia in the third season of American Gods. I interviewed the amazing director John Lee Brody. Please make sure you check that out on our YouTube page, and you can check us out at. Well, you can check me out on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, TC underscore Stark. And I'm on TikTok now, so make sure you check that out as well. (laughs) Um, But, everyone, thank you so much. Um, If you have your Stars app, go watch American Gods Season 3. First episode's out now. But, Brittany, it's been amazing,
1: and I will see you next time. Bye, guys. See you all next time